If you enjoy making pancakes in your mama's panties, insanely hilarious and perverted conversations with doofus, immature, sarcastic sociopaths, then check out Fly on the Wall podcast on Spotify. My two Aussie buddies. It's a blast. I'm Troy McClure. And I'm Troy Malizzi. Do you know who Troy Malizzi is, no fucking I'd be surprised if you did, because he was a guy I went to school with. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn would know who he is, eh? Right, right. Troy McSleazy. Um, yeah, year seven, eight, and nine. Um, little Italian fella. Park about half um, a car up the road, mate. I had to, because yeah. some fucker parked on, in my spot on your nature strip. Woo! <laughs> um, you are listening to me, Luke, and... Big flatulent was. <laughs> are you a bit flatchy tonight? No, no. Oh, already Christ. taking care of that. Yeah. Thank Christ. Um, yeah, we're the Fly on the Wall podcast. Hi, um, thanks there you for going. joining us. Uh, Happy New Year! Happy New Year to all you motherfuckers out there. Yeah, um, it's 2020. Thank you for sticking with us, even though I just called you motherfuckers. I was going to say what I liked though about the delivery of that was that you were very polite about it. Always, yeah. Happy New Year to all you motherfuckers yeah, out there. That's right. Yeah, um, it was done with a reverential well, kind of tone. Mum and Dad raised me right. You know, they like, did. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be rude to someone. No, unless <laughs> they, unless it warranted being rude to them. Yes. Uh, imagine if your middle name was Ted, you'd be warranted. I know. I was actually just thinking about <laughs> the, the joining of Warren and Ted in holy matrimony. I like it. Yeah. Now we're going to uh, just go and get some fuel. Um, so we Warren's beast. out halfway. But it's episode thirty-eight. Uh, it's been um, not that this matters at all, but it's been ten episodes. Since we did the post-apocalyptic special, okay, which doesn't seem that long ago. It doesn't seem long ago, but I, I must admit, I'm looking at some of the even older episodes and thinking, "Wow, yeah, that doesn't seem like it was long ago at all." I was just listening on the way to your house. I yep. was listening to the uh, the big music extravaganza ah, we did on episode that was 24. Twi- yeah, 24. Fuck. Yeah, right. And yeah, that doesn't even seem that long ago. But here we are in 2020 already. It's been a whole year since we spoke to you last. Um, and yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us and coming along with us and coming with us. Um, we've got lots to talk about tonight. We're going to talk World War Three. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about climate change. Yes. We're going to talk about the fires that are seem to be burning our fucking country. We, we and uh, so you know, a nice chipper, yeah, happy, yeah really positive, positive start to the year. <laughs> and a little bit of Dracula, and we'll have some ethical questions as well. That, when you did throw Dracula at me, I thought, well, that'll add some. Contrast. That'll lighten up with a bit of death and mayhem <laughs> and gore. Yeah, um, but, but I'll, fictional. I'll close this shit down while you get your shit. All right, close it down. Because I don't want to talk to them by myself. Okay, they don't deserve that. All right. Um, I might go and get a little something like a treat, because I had pizza for dinner, but wife didn't supply me any treats after. So I'll get a little chocolate or something. Do you normally get treats? <laughs> yeah, of course. Fucking little pudding. <laughs> I can say whatever I want just as long as I say fly on the wall podcast. I can say whatever I want just as long as I say fly on the wall podcast. I can say whatever I want just as long as I say fly on the wall podcast. I can say whatever I want just as long as I say fly on the wall podcast. I can say whatever I want just as long as I say fly on the wall podcast. I can say whatever I want just as long as I say fly on the wall podcast. All right, just a uh, quick joke while um, Warren goes and bathes the petrol. 
um, just a little surprise for him when he when he listens to the podcast later on in his own. <laughs> um, okay, so my New Year's resolution for 2020 is to be like James Bond and Roger Moore. Okay, that's it. That's it. Thanks, guys. It's the Fly on the Wall motherfucking podcast. So, uh, look. Uh, oh, hi again. <laughs> Warren and I have got a Mars bar each. There you go. There's oh, one. Thanks, brother. Yep, it's a two-pack, actually. Thanks, mate. Yeah, some would say it's a fun pack. Um, Is there a Shakur in there as well? <laughs> I didn't get it. Two-pack. Shakur. Oh, two- oh, yeah, I was thinking Shakira. Remember her? Oh, yeah. The Latin um, bombshell. Yeah, Latino bombshell, Yeah, she's quite sexy, actually. Maybe she would shake yeah, her Yeah, he luego, del He like her. Yeah. <laughs> he like I imagine he would. He likes to shake his rum brum. Now, when I was in, uh, I've had a few awkward moments in my lifetime. Yep. But when I was in the 7-Eleven just then, um, I witnessed a awkward moment. Okay. So the girl in front of me, um, so I was in there buying a couple of Mars bars. She got um, two, not that this matters, but I just, I notice everything. Yeah. She got two, two liters, right. so four liters in yep. total of yep. light milk. Okay. And then she asked for some cigarettes, right, right, from behind the counter. Makes sense. As the girl was getting them, she came back, she said the price you know, four hundred dollars, whatever it is, yep. for cigarettes these days. And the girl said, "Can I just say you smell absolutely divine?" But I think there was a bit of a language barrier with the girl behind the counter, okay? Because she was just sort of looked at her blankly, blankly, and was like, "Oh, is cigarettes okay?" And the girl was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, that, um, yeah, that's fine. I'm just, yeah, okay. Thank you, thank you so much." And then just left. And I was Give like, up on "Wow, that, one. that was a really awkward moment." Do you think it was sarcasm? No, no, I don't. Do you think she, she did actually smell divine? Did she, you pick up on I that? I wouldn't have said divine, but right. she did have... Uh, she did smell nice. Okay. Yeah, and then I was going to... Are you gonna, sure it was her? There are a lot of things at nice. that counter. It could have been me, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why of, she was so confused. She's yeah. like, it's not me, it's him. Yeah, he's <laughs> the one that smells like <laughs> Chanel number five. <laughs> he's the one that's bathed in a fucking like fountain of youth. In his wife's perfume. <laughs> Uh, before he goes and sees Warren. Yeah. <laughs> just a quick dab of this. Yeah. Splash. That's, that's my uh, before podcast routine. All right. Just going to um, pump up this fucking. So now more. we've gone to another petrol station to get some air in Warren's tire. Yeah. Because why didn't you want to get it? Is it place? Air is hard to get. You know. Yeah. It's hard to get. It's uh, and good air. Yeah. Is hard to find. That's true. I think you'll uh, you'll discover. He was a fat bastard in that car. <laughs> Did you see that no, guy? No, I he didn't. was like he had about I'm twelve done. double chins, which would be twenty-four chins. Uh, do you think his name's like Jabber or something? Yeah, I reckon his nickname and and like he would think everyone thinks he's cool, but no one actually does. Right. They'll call him Jabber, and he doesn't get the reference. And I'm just putting the window down so I can continue to talk to Warren because I refuse to get out of the vehicle. Warren's uh, he's pulling apart a hose. Trying to find the end of the hose. He's got it. He's pumping up to 35 PSI. Is it PSI? Yeah. Yeah, PSI. Um, now he's wandering around the car. He's in his shorts and T-shirt, but it is cold as fuck, believe it or not, even though the country's burning. Um, it's cold. I've got full pants on. I've got a shirt on. I've got a T-shirt on underneath that. Um, it's raining, but uh, we'll get into more of that later. I don't really know what else to bang on about, so I'll just fucking wait until... Warren gets back in the car.
AIDS to sperm You got a lot to learn From Waz and Luke's past Listen in To Fly on the Wall Podcast Warren's back in the car Hi everyone <laughs> I've got a mouthful of Mars bar I've got a just, mouthful of balls. <laughs> well, I did rub my balls on your Mars bar. See what I did? I opened your Mars bar so you wouldn't have to struggle open it while you're driving. No matter what anyone says, mate, you're a very thoughtful person. Right. Say it again. No matter what anyone else says, mm-hmm. you are a thoughtful person. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that one. Yeah. Especially <laughs> coming from someone like you. Yeah. Who <laughs> no one has any respect for. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. For so, overwhelmed, Warren. <laughs> Is how you're feeling. That's a that's a that's a feeling, isn't it? It's yeah, a, I would say an emotion. So. It's underwhelmed. Mm. Is the opposite. I'd say so. Why can't we ever just be whelmed? <laughs> it's. <laughs> I saw it on a YouTube the other night, right. and I thought, yeah, bang on. What's the word for just feeling whelmed? There's no whelmed, is there? Well, I feel like underwhelmed. Well, I feel like whelmed is kind of trying to. In, it's it's encapsulating you. So yeah. it's a very broad thing. So. Uh, maybe it's hard to be broadly mediocre. Oh, okay. I see what you're you know? saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm so mediocre. Yeah. I'm meter-whelmed. <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was an interesting little uh, snippet of information. <laughs> it there. is. It is. Um, hey, do you think you spend a lot of your time being overwhelmed or underwhelmed? That's a really good question. Uh, I think so. Um, <laughs> well... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happily and safely in the middle somewhere. Right. Because, yeah, some things definitely overwhelm me, and we'll get into a bit of that a bit later. All right. The fires and stuff. But Well, how about you tell me uh, what kind of things overwhelm you? Over, well, to be honest with you, and I, this is a nice overwhelming sensation, yeah. so I suppose overwhelm can be a good thing too, okay. can't it? Um, as you know, on the weekend we had a little sort of celebratory yes. barbecue get-together. Uh, it's my birthday this Saturday. Oh, happy birthday, mate. Thanks, man. Yeah. And it's your birthday this Saturday. Oh, so happy birthday, thanks, Warren. Thanks, man. Cheers. We, we share the same birthday for all those viewers and listeners at home wondering why they're sucking each other's dicks. <laughs> we share the same birthday, 1979, January the 11th, except for Warren was born here in Australia and I was born in Pakistan. You can't hear it in the accent, but... <laughs> no, nah, yeah, so a little bit of a get-together. And I'd like I... you more if you were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you'd get, you know, a lot cheaper petrol at 7-Eleven, that's for sure. Um, Move ahead. Uh, I was definitely overwhelmed right. when you guys gave me my birthday present, oh, which yeah. is a, just for the people at home, which is a double kick uh, bass drum uh, pedal, uh, which I've been saying I wanted to get myself for many, many years. So that was quite... And I didn't... I had no idea when... Uh, when I got the box, I honestly, and I felt it, it was quite heavy. I had no idea. So I, I felt, I honestly felt overwhelmed with like, oh wow, like these guys actually do like me. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but I just thought it was so thoughtful because it's something I've wanted for so long and obviously, you know, you paid attention and yeah, no, I, it was a really nice, I overwhelming. It was Glenn's idea. <laughs> I, knew it, I knew it was Glenn's idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you'll, you know, chipped in and did your part or whatever and I just honestly was really overwhelmed by that so sorry to get a bit sappy and, and non-comical I'm glad you enjoyed it mate I'm glad that it's uh, it's excited you but I, overwhelmed I'm, you I'm 
even though, like, it's funny because even though I like being the centre of attention in a lot of ways, <laughs> really, when I'm telling stories or jokes or whatever, I like that. I or like I like making people, yeah, make yeah. like like making people laugh and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. But when it's not in my control, <laughs> I I struggle. I get a bit like, oh, what's happening? Like, yeah. what are you doing? Why are you getting a box out? What's that? What's it, why is it wrapped up? Yeah. And I get a bit sort of overwhelmed with that feeling too. But more than that, it was just the feeling of like, oh, wow, that's really sweet. So, yeah. What about nice. you, Warren? What Nice to have it happen sometimes, isn't it? What overwhelms you? Um, I would say, and maybe this is more of a negative, because it's nice that that was an overwhelming thing for you. Well, it is the Contrails podcast. It is, a, is, a, is a real positive. I would find, I would say, I find time pressure overwhelms me. Oh, yeah, that's a And you one, end up it? kind of getting the sweats. Yeah. And end up kind of feeling like, no matter how hard you push it, yeah. it's going to be almost impossible to kind of meet yeah. the time pressure. Yeah. And I find that quite, like, you don't realise just how exhausting it is till after the fact. Do you mean in all aspects of life, like with yeah. work, family, friends, yeah. everything? Almost everything, yeah. I would say, sometimes. You just go, whoa, okay, that was a lot to do. Like, mm. you know, whether it's just dropping the kids off somewhere, but you've got to be back home to oh, yeah. do this, and then you've got to get up there to deliver this, and yep. drop this off, and get that signed, or whatever. Yep. I could find that overwhelming from time I, to time. I definitely feel that with my work as well, especially uh, with the kids too, but more so with the work. We're just going to order our mochaccino, so I'll sing you a little song, which is our custom. Um, I haven't got any songs. Oh, well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. Had a one big horn and a one big eye. I said, Mr. Purple People Leader, don't eat me. He said, I wouldn't eat you because you're too tough. Yet a one eye, one horn, flying purple people leader, pigeon toe on the groove, flying purple people leader. He wears short shorts, flying purple people leader. Show looks good to me. <laughs> that That's cool. all I know. That's the only verse I, I know. Quite <laughs> you knew that so well. <laughs> yeah. Delivered that. Uh, but now I'm done. Now I have no more songs. That was a tour de force. Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah. it was too. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, <laughs> Professor. <laughs> um. Does mean like it's a Oh yeah, no, go, go. I'd rather talk than... I was thinking about what a tour de force. I always think of tour de France. Yeah. Oh, there you go, 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 go! Two regular mochaccinos, please. No, that's it, thank you. Thank you. She's... She sounded very nonchalant. She did. She did. You say nonchalant or nonchalant? I say nonchalant. Because that's the actual way to say it, isn't it? I do, you know what? (laughs) Even if words uh, don't have, like, a bit of an accent to it... I like to try and put it in. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Words don't come easy to me. Say something. Songs do that. Say something random to her. Huh. Just say goodnight. Good, thank you. How are you? Uh, so, yeah, episode 38. Uh, she's... No, that was uh, the two regular mochaccinos for me, please. I think she's a trainee. No, no, you're right. Yeah. Words. That's a great song. Words don't come easy to me. I don't remember the rest of the song though. Yeah, that's. Do mochaccinos. Thank you very much. Thank you, Warren. Thank you. Take care of yourself. That was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Take care of yourself. Don't you usually say something like that. Yeah. Thanks. It was probably a bit too forward. I felt. He's <laughs> not <laughs> like your girlfriend, was. <laughs> so she certainly didn't have eyes for you. I don't no. know why you why you'd be so full on with her. <laughs> Do you know what I thought would have been the best thing, and I didn't do it. Yeah. So when we went through the drive-through last week, when we did our special, oh yeah, we, you know our, our uh, oh yeah, because we got uh, thick shakes. When we I meant to say, he has eyes for you, Luke. Ah, oh, okay. And I did it. Yeah. How? But we were we recording appallingly then? bad when we got the thick yep. shakes with Glenn. 
No, not the fig shakes. The uh, when we went oh, through the, the bottle. Oh yeah, yeah. I was ashamed of myself. I liked how you said uh, about his two blink thing that he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a he was a cockhead. That kid. He really was. He wanted us to feel sorry pity for him. him. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't. I was oh, like, I mate, I suck it up. At least you're working. You Jesus. Much. People out there don't you, have jobs. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, some people out there don't have a job, and here he is double blinking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it was code. I now, reckon Glenn understood him completely. Oh, Glenn did, yeah, because yeah, Glenn's, all... Glenn's a double blinker. I reckon <laughs> when he's when he's at his own work driving around, <laughs> he's double he's blinking double everyone. Blinking. Now, I think I think part of the reason there's a lot of people going around nonchalant today, yeah, my good friend, is that Melbourne is currently covered in a very thick and very hard to see through haze of uh, smoke. Well, I was going to, I was actually going to say to you, because on yeah. the way here, I had a couple of near misses, two near misses, yes. with just people being idiots on the road, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say, do you want to head to a location and just stop, and yeah. we can just hook in the car? I was going to say, maybe bit, going know, out country where there's less lights isn't a good idea. Yeah, maybe to the lake, and we'll just sit in the car park, oh, yeah, or wherever, really. You love or, going to the lake with um, me these days. So. <laughs> I love it, yeah, I'm just... Yeah. Edging you closer to take your clothes off You're and jump gagging, into nude. You're gagging for lake action <laughs> Yeah, with why me. not? Why not? Um, well, it's like one of those things that young love couples do. Yeah, you know, of course. Like you want to meet at the lake in go the car to, park. Let's go to the lookout. We'll give each other wristies. <laughs> give each other? Yeah. Oh. Whoa, don't just oh, no, no, assume I'm not it's assuming. a man and a woman, Warren. Well, I'm only assuming that because it I... could be two midgets. I assumed we're both heterosexual males. And I oh, you and I. I wasn't... When I did know. that voice, I was becoming a character oh, you were somebody becoming else. something. Yeah, because I don't talk like that. I don't know. Is, uh, really? Like deeper than that, Warren. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, well, let's do that then. Should we get into uh, some really clean, oh. environmentally friendly, yes, and happy-go-lucky ethical questions? I'm not sure about happy-go-lucky. Okay, but uh, the rest, okay. All right. Yes. Hopefully so. I'll play the shit. <laughs> okay, play the shit. Ethical questions. Answered by Luke and Warren from the Fly on the Wall podcast. Um, I was thinking um, <clears throat> we'll eventually run out of ethical questions. So maybe we could just have questions. questions. And we could just ask each other random, weird and wonderful questions. Yeah, and I really can cover anything. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we could often be, do anyways. What do you have for breakfast? We say, yeah, do you reckon... And yeah. it's just like some strange opinion thing. Yeah, but I think the um, the fact that it's a segment yes. and we have a little theme at the beginning yeah. forces us to Force- think of questions. <laughs> no, not really. You know? well, it doesn't force For me, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. Um, Although, this this question that I have tonight, yeah. Yeah. I have had for one week. Wow, okay. So, this has been my most organised ethical That's question. Yeah, I'm impressed. It's yeah. probably not my best, though. Yep, okay. So... That's maybe a lesson learned. Anything's an improvement on what you've done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I set myself a goal at the start of this year, and that's to be constantly getting better. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. And less mocking? Is that what? (laughs) Just so that people know at home, Warren was just tenderly (laughs) rubbing my arm, assuring me that he wasn't trying to be mean. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Because oh, um, I realise okay. it's the second time I've mocked that. No, that's okay. Statement. That's, that's why Mine's I've never told anyone birthday. before, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a feeling it was coming. Yeah. Uh, all, right. all right, well, you shoot your beautiful, lovely, colourful beans first, right. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got the uh, 
the taste the of what Ben's been to last week. The wonderful word that you used last week when you described Keith uh, coming a torrent. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah. I've got this quite disgusting, <laughs> but but overwhelming, yeah. overwhelming yeah. Uh, visual of wave after wave of <laughs> come. Uh, actually, we didn't so, talk about when he was at our, my house the other day. We didn't talk about the episode. I thought you'd have a few things to say because I think at one time we talked about fisting him, didn't we? Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't raise that with us. Or maybe he was a bit worried that it would come to fruition. Yeah. Well, a few drinks, anything can happen. Yeah, that's right. So, um, all right. Yeah, so, go, go, go. Okay. So, this is uh, something that I'd, I'd read in a book, I think, um, some years ago, a few years ago, um, when I was reading about somebody who climbed Mount Everest. And they were talking about the, the death zone, which is above 8,000 metres. Oh, yeah. So yeah. once the human body, like without oxygen, like without an oxygen tank and um, like aids to help them, they once they get up above 8,000 metres, the, the uh, oxygen and also the air density and all, all the other things that go into making up the air that we breathe yeah. are so lacking that you start to feel apathy about pretty much everything okay so you'll go up there and you've got a certain amount of time before the body will just literally shut down it'll just shut yeah, down yeah yeah so there's actually a time frame that you need to get to the uh, summit of Everest and yep. then back down below the 8,000 meter mark right okay um, and there's stories of people going up now I mean there's often a lot of people um, and sometimes it's a little bit more open depending on the season but people will be going up there, chancing along, um, you know, with ropes and, and their axes and things, heading up to the top. But they'll actually pass other people, um, cowering under a short bit of, um, you know, outcropping of rock or something. And those people have entered this stage of apathy, wow. where they don't care whether they live or die. Oh, jeez. So they've lost any kind of sense of themselves. They've wow, lost yeah. any kind of will be... to to push forward because their brain is just so yeah. lacking. Like, they can't even go right. Just like, I I'll put care. my left foot I don't care. in front of my right foot, but I just I can't be bothered. Yeah. And uh, and they'll die. They'll just That's, die there. That would be quite confronting to see that. Yeah, especially okay. if you're fully tanked up with all the air you need or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So, my question would be, being that... Uh, all right, we're, we're, I'm certainly not fit enough to be climbing Everest, but let's just say I was. Yep. And we were going up there, and we were doing it as a, a thing to be unaided, so we didn't have the oxygen with us. Yep. Right, we didn't have that as an option at that stage. But we passed someone uh, who looked like that they were, you know, maybe not in that point where they literally balled up on the ground, but they look like they've, yeah, you can see there's been a change. Okay, yeah. Do you stop? Do you give up your... Uh, quest for the summit yeah to help them get down below the 8,000 you know let's say you're at 8,200 metres yeah do you make that decision to uh, to turn around and try and bring them back down or do you keep going because the thing that was interesting was that it said that most people just keep going oh really because the, the cost on your own body to try and do anything would cost you your life as well quite possibly so yeah, that's uh, kind of my ethical question because I think I'd find it very hard. That's a good question to leave someone there. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't leave them there. No, I don't feel uh, like I, I would just. Either. I would. I would. Um, yeah, do everything in my power to get them back down to safety, 
and then once they're okay, yep. like once they're full fit of health, yep. I'll punch them in the fucking face. <laughs> yep. So you've ruined my whole fucking Everest experience. My whole dream, you yeah. bastard. No, I'd be pretty pissed. I'd be yeah. like, what the fuck? But but at the same time, I, w- I wouldn't, of course, yeah, no, nah, I wouldn't just keep walking. Because I guess not at all. Well, that's the thing. I guess the issue is. We're looking at it as, like, let's just, you know, take us from here and place us up there. Yeah. That's a decision we make in that moment. But there's the planning, preparation, That's training. right. They spend yeah. weeks at base camp to acclimatise, um, and then they go up to the... There's a few camps yeah. uh, in the lower areas where you have to get used to the oxygen and the, um, the atmospheric, like, levels and the density and all that. Yeah. So, um... Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I guess after all that preparation... And work, I'm guessing this is where the people just go right. They've talked about this. They've trained us for this. They're one eyes to about survive it, yeah. ourselves. We need to just go. Yep, I'm for the summit. And I'm coming back today. Yeah, and I, and I, a part of me admires that in a way. Yeah. But I just know myself that I, I wouldn't be able to leave someone. You know, because yeah, you get to the top and you hit people right, and you come back and you tell your stories. Yeah. Um. By the way, we did walk past someone who was at that stage, and we just kept going because it wasn't about them; it was about us. You know, I just think, nah, I'm, well, I'm always going to help. What amazes me is that that's a story that I'd never heard before, and I haven't heard since. Yeah. And I know that a, a lot of people go up there. Yeah. Like there was a photo from not long ago, uh, where it showed, it was like, uh, hundreds of people. All standing, all in the same sort of state. No, no, no. Oh, Sorry, okay. standing all up there, right to the summit of Everest. Yeah. So there would have been probably a hundred people in that shot at oh, least. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So the people so, who coming back down, yeah, had to go on the outside wow. of this very <laughs> yeah. sheer ridge. It's a worry, isn't it? But they're so keen to get to the summit. Yeah. So many people attempt it, I suppose. It's just crazy, but yeah. yeah anyway. Well, it's funny you say about the whole breathing thing and everything because. We watched, uh, uh, when I say we, me, my wife and my eldest daughter watched a doco last night with yep. Will Smith on Netflix called oh, okay. One Strange Rock. Oh, yeah, I've watched a little bit That's of good. Yeah. It, the, when the astronaut was talking about your body can shut down when you've not got enough oxygen, yep. it just prompted me to think, of, remind me of that when you were saying about that the Everest thing. And he was, they got talking about um, the people that live like right on the edge of where like the highest village in the world yeah. is right on the edge where the air is so thin yeah. that they often have lung problems and all these different sort of ailments because the air and I'm sitting there going well, why the fuck why do they live there? there but what it is they, the, the gold they're always foraging for ah. gold they're chipping away at little rocks for the gold uh, veins right so that's why but yeah anyway is that in the Andes or is that yeah uh, yeah right and you just go, wow, like it's so extreme. And they do it because that's what makes them money and that's what that's what life is, you know? That's it, man. And you got like a 30-year-old woman who looks 50 years old because she hasn't breathed properly for all her life, you know? Strange. See, I would. part of me would have thought that maybe if you'd been born and brought up in that place... And you had to it. Yeah, that like you evolved. would just develop that way. Because yeah. I know that the uh, the Sherpas yeah. uh, from up in you know, Nepal and, and the high... Yeah, I was say the high they're country. like the guides, aren't they? The Highlands, yeah, they yeah. can carry a massive uh, load of people's equipment and clothing. Yeah, um, often a lot quicker, tirelessly. It yeah. would seem too, and just keep on going. Well, it's like when we're in Bali and they're carrying the. Say, we, we went um, about to say that. white water rafting, and then on the big rubber rafts, we'd fold them all up, and then the Balinese people would get paid what a dollar three dollars three dollars to for haul the trip it back up. up the stairs. And how high would you say roughly that was? That flight of stairs. Well, 
I think they did say at the time, it must have at least been 500 steps. Yeah, I reckon. At least, you reckon? yeah. Yeah, uh, because I've done the... Th- there's a place called the Thousand Steps near where I live. And I've done that, and it didn't feel quite as bad as that. Right. But with a fucking massive eight-man rubber raft yeah. on your head... It's 30 or 40 kilos yeah, at least. on your head. And you saw the sweat pouring yeah. off them. And I don't know. I just felt like, mate, do you need a hand? or do you? And I was just watching them thinking... Oh, and my, I we would have been so, dead in minutes. I was in awe of them. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, wow, these people are incredible. Anyway, so, yeah, breathing. This has got to do with breathing as well. So my ethical question to you, Warren, is... Um, you're out for the night, right? Yep. Um, with your beloved, um, you've gone to a nice restaurant. You think, oh, let's you know, let's go to the lake, and uh, you go to the lake. It's Are you you know, just leading up to something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is it wrong if I touch you? <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, no. You go to the lake. It's yeah. nice and quiet. Nice, quiet summer's night. You're walking around, having a bit of a chat, bit of a laugh. Suddenly, you hear like a. <gasps> Like that. And you're like, what's that? And you put your light on on your phone mm. and there's a guy laying there and he's clearly, now you're not a doctor, but he's yeah. clearly overdosed on drugs because okay. he's got drug paraphernalia around him. Okay. He's all sweaty. He's got like, you know, foam around the mouth, a bit of blood spittle and stuff like that. His yeah. eyes are rolling in the back of his head. So he's there, but he's not there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you ring, the first thing you do is go, shit, you ring an ambulance and the call taker Say, and then, then you're sort of relaying what's going on. Suddenly, the person on the floor, the druggie, junkie, mm. suddenly they go quiet. And the call taker says, are they breathing? And you're like, no. Okay, well, you're going to have to do mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? <clears throat> I think I would do it. Yeah? So even yeah, I think of- particularly because I'm on the, on the phone yeah. and they're just saying, okay, yeah, just take a deep this breath. Is what you need this to is do. What you're gonna do. I think yeah. I probably just would do it. And there, I'm talking like there's blood, there's yeah. foam, there's spit around his mouth. Yep. Just get stuck into that shit. I mean, I'd do a, I'd, you know, I'd do a quick, yeah, cursory kind of wipe up. Yeah. But I think I would. I think I'd just do it, even though he <laughs> did it to himself. Yeah, even though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my answer was the same because yeah. I, I was talking to my wife about this. Okay. And uh, and I said the same. I said I'd just. Wipe the mouth and you know yeah. just have to do it. It yeah. would be cringeworthy. And she said, which I was like, oh, of course. She said you can just put like your shirt over their mouth, right? Because they'll still get the air, still filter, um, and it will filter it. But you, you know, you won't get all the AIDS in your mouth. <laughs> well, that's and, and it. Sperm and stuff like that. So, <laughs> who knows what he's been doing to earn his fucking drugs? <laughs> well, what I always think of when it comes to CPR is um, Mr. Bean. Mm. And um, that one where he accidentally electrocutes a guy, yeah, and he gets um, the jump leads. Yeah, but, yeah. but what he does first is you because he didn't want to put do mouth to mouth, so he uses a magazine. Oh, it rolls up the magazine, just pushes That's that. A, that his is mouth. a good idea. Well, I said to my wife, I said, couldn't and this sounds really perverse. <laughs> I said, but couldn't I just open his mouth and blow in his mouth like right, that kind of blow? Yeah, and she was like, no, that would do nothing at all. <laughs> I guess there's too many places for the air to go yeah, other than it. down yeah. his uh, lung, into his lungs. Yeah. Would yeah. You, if, if he had, like, cash floating around, would you take his cash? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just really random. <laughs> I'm going to relieve you of this, buddy. Mate, I brought you back to life. The least you can do is give me a $12.50. <laughs> no, no. I, uh, yeah. That's uh, a good question, though. Because yeah. it would be in that quick moment, do you know, I think there would be a brief moment in my head would be like, just walk away. Yeah. A brief okay. moment. Yeah. yeah. And you you know what? There's yeah. a lot of people that can't do it. Yeah. A lot of people go, no, no, he's dead. And now, and uh, the cool taker has to say, 
how do you know that? Like, yeah. you have to do it, you know, sort of thing. Uh, but they quite often, quite often, the people yeah. say, I just can't. And they, right. the courts say you can't force someone to do it. They have to sort of implore them to do it, but they can't force them to do it. And it's often interesting how many people will ring when there's something really bad happened, yeah. like an, a serious accident, but they don't want to get involved. They don't want to get involved. They don't yeah. want to go and help, yeah. but they report it, but they don't want to get involved. Yeah. And it could be... I'm talking even if someone's like hit by a car and they're right there, no yeah. one else around, they'll call the ambulance but they won't go over and check the body because they're There's scared. Or they're, I, I think understandably. It is understandable. but I'm very confronting. It still but. surprises me though because I think, I think the I, I would have thought it was human nature more to to help rather than not get involved, yeah. you know, with yeah. stuff like that. I can understand if there's a gang fight, another gang or something, whatever, I can understand that more not wanting to get involved. But if it's someone who's injured, an innocent person in a car or whatever it is, uh, yeah, I don't really grasp that, why someone wouldn't want to go and help. And if, especially if they've, especially if they've taken, gone to the effort of making the phone call as well. Yeah, well, that's right. I suppose they see that as them helping. I've yeah. done this as soon as and I saw it, it and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I've, I've tried to get someone onto it. Yeah. I've told them it's it's bad. I've described the situation. And I've done it. my bit. They'll walk away. Yeah. 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 Because I think everyone's got that in their mind that as soon as they get involved more than that, mm. there's an obligation. Yeah. Because you have to stay then until everything's yeah. sorted. That's right. Yeah. I think there's that knowledge. So they're like, oh, man, I just can't. Now, talking of um, ambulances and such things. Yep. Uh, you remember we talked about jars up the ass. Oh, how could I forget? And shampoo bottles. Yep. And phones. <laughs> phones. And phones. Up the arse phones as well. was a big one. <laughs> so we had a little continuation last week. We with did. Yes. Another little continuation is uh, the person that told me the stories. I mean, you've probably figured out who mm. that person. is. Well, I was thinking that's probably <laughs> a bit awkward, but yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, she also told me. Yeah. Because she went, she went to a. Work place of work and told a work colleague, right. and her work colleague said, "Oh, you what about this one? Remember this one? This one takes the cake. Oh. All right. So is there cake involved? I'm a, I'm a no. Unfortunately, <laughs> not. It would have been a much nicer <laughs> delivery or entry entry if it was. Right. Um. So you know that I'm a drummer. I love drumming. Oh, really? Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Right. Yeah. Um. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking sticks. No, no. Sticks might go. I'm up not actually ass. thinking anything. Okay. Good. No. Clear your mind. I've been yeah. meditating. So Surely this not guy, a splash symbol. He, he was probably a drummer. <laughs> right. Um, he thought it would be an awesome idea. You know the swivel chair? He thought it would be great, like a swivel stool that you sit yeah, on when you're playing drums. Yeah. He thought it would be great to take the seat off that right. part okay. and sit on the metal pole. And right. that went up inside him and caused him all sorts of bother. What the fuck? All sorts of bother. All sorts of bother. That's, nice, that's a nice way of it putting called it. Him, it caused him all <laughs> sorts of bother. But what the fuck? And like, so that was uh, look. Unfortunately, the only image I've got is on a drum riser where we practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've seen him going in there <laughs> in to there. the drums that you practice on, yeah. unscrewing Sitting the on top oh, and going, God. but actually preparing himself to play drums. Oh, but I'm getting the impression drums. that's not part of his. Plan. No, no, no. I think he was. He was looking around for something to do, a fetish sexual thing, and he's removed the seat and, and gone. gone well, that's a, that's a nice girth to the stem oh, of the stool. I think I'll fucking slide my mangina down onto that. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane because. Oh. Maybe yeah. there's people out there that don't realise, but the pole on that thing is like as thick as a crossbar on your BMX. Like, it's it's thick, you know what I mean? And, I mean, I could be saying the word thick now, and there's some guy out there going, sounds right to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but or it's there could also be ladies saying that that thickness is could, nice yeah. for them too. <laughs> but just it, to be fair, but it, <laughs> it's also got a, obviously like a, a thread to it, a corkscrew yeah. sort of thread, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I, what I wondered straight away, not straight away, straight away I was like, Jesus Christ, that yeah. makes me wince. Yeah. But what I wondered if is, did he swivel on it? Like follow that thread with his whole body and like get down, get down on it. Oh God. <laughs> Do you think he got down See, to the actual legs? Oh my God. I don't know. Cause that's what's that. It's a good eight, nine inches, I suppose. <laughs> oh, yeah. He probably could have. Yeah. He could oh. have. Luke's but, but eyes yeah. just glazed over when but I said then, that. <laughs> he's obviously got to a point. Where he's gone, oh fuck! Mm. And then he's called an ambulance. You know what I mean? It's not like he's wow. just slid back up off it. He's he's called an ambulance while he's sitting on the the stem yeah. of a stool. We've got the police rocking police, up here now. Police are here. They're checking everything. Yeah, in. you guys That's, are right. What's you know going what? on? Probably Doing drugs. This, this Doing drugs. Day, yeah, you probably do get some drug users. Oh, just I'd, I'd say the, so. Um, I'll give him. A, I'll give him a little cheers. He's going very. He's go. going past very slowly past he us. Is, but I think this car is backing out. So that's. Why. Oh yeah, no, nah, he's looking at us. He wants to shoot us in our fucking. There knees. was a chap with yeah. two metal detectors, walking. I would have thought down on the sandy two, part, like one in each hand. Yeah, but he's over there. Oh, there he is. And he was he was looking around on the grass areas. Oh yeah, I suppose people, just for coins. Yeah, people lose dildos on there as well. Right? So. <laughs> oh, I found a drum store without a <laughs> without a seat on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'll stick my phone up my <laughs> ass now. <laughs> and he's cool just, home. He's just buried it just just lightly under the soil. Maybe, two, two maybe at the same one. time. That's that's using your head though, I suppose. Isn't I it? think no, no, it's using a metal using detector. Metal detector. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he yeah. could have one on each arm and one up his ass, yeah. and he could do three metal detectors at the same time. That'd you call cool. that the tripod? Yeah. 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 I reckon one was for... I reckon there was... Oh, you know what? They're probably both exactly the same. Uh, we, we should I go probably need to interview, interview him. So, mate, did you find much? Fuck off, idiots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my treasure's my own. <laughs> You're not having any of it. He's a modern-day pirate, that fella. <laughs> he actually has a, like a sand mound in the back garden. Oh, yeah. And with a palm tree. Oh, that's cool. And he Little buries coconuts. it there. Yeah. Yeah. He marks it with an X. Ma- <laughs> he marks it with an X <laughs> on a map, not on the actual ground. When I was little and you'd and you'd, you know hear stories about um, pirates and all that kind of stuff, yeah. I always thought there was an actual X, like an actual X. Well, the, you know? the map says it. Yeah. I actually and thought it was People always a, say X marks What's that movie spot? where there's two palm trees and they're crossing over and that marks the X? It's in a movie. And they're like, oh, they figure it out. They go, shit, X marks the spot. And it's two palm trees that actually cross over. That's not that one with Matthew Modine, is it? <laughs> I don't know. We brought him up before, though. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I think I said Matthew and Bodine. And Gina Davis? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is she the what one who's in one? Long Kiss Goodnight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was all right in that movie. She's pretty yeah. sexy. Yeah, what yeah. happened to her? I've never seen her again. She got masculine. No, no, she was in <laughs> Stuart Little. Um, and that was it. Career was over. And... Once you play with Little Mice, it's all over. <laughs> no, no, she was good in that as well. Is, I, I can't think of her doing much after that. I think little, she did a couple of TV shows. Talking of little mice, is it true that what I've I've heard rumours and whispers all all along the last few years? Mm. Is it true that Walt Disney was a a full on racist and homophobe and everything? I'm not sure, but I mean that could also be. You could argue it's a symptom of the era that he was in as well, like the whole blackface thing. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I I think that yes, he's famous and he'll continue to be. Hugely famous for many, many years to come. So, 
that's one of his legacies maybe. But there are also countless other millions, I'm sure, of pe- people that have exactly the same attitudes that he did. I'm not saying okay. that makes it okay. No, no, I know but, what you mean, though. But I think it was a symptom of the era. Yeah, that okay. there was That was a lot of a widespread attitude that people had. Is it true that he's cryogenic, is it cryogenically frozen? Walt Disney. Yeah. I have no idea. And he was one of the first or something. That's what I've heard. Anyway. Maybe he is. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Somewhere he in the world... <laughs> He looks... Well, Disney's there, yeah. Because did he die a little younger or did I'm he... I'm not sure. He wasn't too... Uh, he wasn't old, old, but I don't think he was young. I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, like, Ian, defrosted when he looks exactly the same as yeah. when, he, when he left the world. But what do you think about cryogenically freezing people? I reckon, like we talked about the other week about, like, clones. Yeah. Are they just going to wake up and be the same person or are they going to wake up and well, be fucked? Well, they are the same person. They are right? the same person, but, but they were dead. You'd have to argue. <laughs> you'd have to argue that 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 whole sense of displacement would mess you up yeah. seriously. Yeah. You suddenly wake up. It's two hundred and eighty years later. Wow. Yeah. They say, "Hi, Walt. How are you going? Uh, my name's Daisy." Yep. It's I'm a guy. It's a guy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> lots of lots this is of my brother, Rachel. Lots of change since you left. Um, but I'm Daisy, and I'm your nurse. I'm now. No, neither male or female. Yeah. Um, and I'm your great 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 grand mix. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. Okay. Uh, but I'm your great 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 grand mix's clone. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And he's, he probably by then he's gone into cardiac going, arrest. What the fuck? Because <laughs> like, where's the mouse and where's Goofy? <laughs> do I still have my empire? And he'd be like, of course you do, Wild. Come but and it's see. inside a snow globe. <laughs> <laughs> we have to miniaturize you first. Are you will? Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. There's all sorts of. I don't think weird I want to be cryogenically frozen. If that's the future for me. Yeah, oh, they like to pin him into a chair and make him watch like a series of virtual videos. Like, so oh, he's yeah. not even watching an old TV. Yeah. Oh, you know what they'll do though? It's like Captain America. Do you remember yep. that? Oh, which one? He oh, wakes yeah. up uh, at the end of the first one, okay, the first yep. Avenger. I'm not as familiar with it, but yeah. Okay, so it's set during World War Two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I'm then he, he gets he crashes the uh, the big Unabomber thing. Yep. <laughs> into the ice, and then he's frozen for fifty years. Yep. So upon his recovery, what they do is have him wake up in a hotel, uh, in a hospital room that looks of the Similar. era. Oh, okay. So they've they've so let him, him wake. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yep. But then he runs around the streets of uh, New York, um, freaking it all out. out. Yeah, yeah, right, because right. he just escaped straight away. But Jesus. yeah, the room yeah. itself, even the nurse. Oh, okay. He's was old dressed. School. That's sexy. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like seam stockings and stuff. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Excellent. Maybe you should watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I'll get the so old uh, maybe they'll do that. Out. Maybe they'll do that for Walt. Mm. I'm sure he's worth it. And just ease him into it. Not like uh, he, w- he wakes up dressed man. as Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are Mickey Mouse now. Hi, everybody. Uh, so not like Demolition Man then. Well, we're a wall. Um... Yeah, Demolition Man's a good movie. I was actually thinking of Demolition Man. I watched it, it just recently. It's on Netflix. I like it. Yeah. I, it's it's aged a little bit. It has, yeah. Uh, definitely. Stallone, but I, well, yeah, but Stallone is still a wanker. Like, he's he's a wanker in every movie, pretty yeah, much. but, but I like him. some movies, he's less a wanker. I, like, I, I love Cliffhanger. I like him. Yeah, I like Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger is yeah. one of my favourite uh, Stallone movies. Copland's great. Good one. Good dramatic role for him. Yep. Demolition uh, Man. First Blood. I always love Lock Up. Stop or My Mum Will Shoot. No. Lockup's good. Like Lockup lock I love. Cobra I love. is a pile of shit. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, you know what? I don't it's even so think I watched all of it. It's like they just went, okay, so we've done Rambo, we've done Rocky. What else? Let's make him a cop that just is basically like Rocky and Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> it's really but, bad. But it hasn't got a good Tango story. Tango and Cash. Great Tango movie. and Cash is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. That's one of those terribly like bad good movies. So bad it's good, like Commando. Yeah. Talking of action movies, though. Um, now, recently we talked about Die Hard, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. I listened to uh, Teen Centre podcasts, and they got talking about Die Hard as well. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I was on Instagram this morning or yesterday, and I saw a little um, picture pop up for Straight to Series. Oh, you yeah. know those guys? Yes, Irish lads, Connor, yes, so Connor have, and Ian. I've listened a bit, a bit to them, actually. They did a whole episode um, about Die Hard, yep. and it's awesome. I listened to it today while I was working, oh, yep. and it's so good. Like they, A lot of it I knew. Like when, Remember ages ago we talked about them doing The Predator? Yeah, that, yeah. That was another oh, great, I listened to the program. Yeah, that was another yeah, yeah. great episode. Yep. And like that one, it was lots of stuff I did know, mm. but I liked their delivery of it. Um, but it was also heaps of stuff I didn't know, which I was learning. And same thing with Die Hard Today. And it was they, they basically take you all through the episode. And it's just, yeah, I just, I'm mesmerized by their accent. I could listen to, to them talk about the color of shit if they, really, <laughs> if they did an episode. There you like. go. There's a suggestion <laughs> for you, boys. Um, but it's I actually, really good. I really liked the way that they converse anyway. I, I think it's quite natural. It is, yeah. So they, they sort of go back and forth, but it doesn't seem... Edited or overly edited? No, no, because it's even on YouTube. It's, they yeah. film it and they put it on YouTube. Yeah, and they just so, sit there and do it. You know? Well, there you go. It's cool. So, for something that isn't, un- I mean, I I can see the holes in ours yeah. <laughs> because we don't edit. <laughs> yeah. But theirs, if but they're doing people, it like that, yeah, I I listen to it and I think, you know what? It's actually really good. Yeah, it flows no, really good. well, yeah. and they've got a good balance of. Uh, like control from each other, like That's the right. conversation yeah. that they hold. But yeah, the, I yeah. So people out there listening to us, uh, I implore you to go and find. Uh, they're on Spotify, uh, Anchor, I think as well, iTunes, all the, the whole shebang. Um, straight to series, just type that in one word, and you'll find them. Two Irish lads, Connor and Ian. I think it's Ian. Might be Ian with two eyes. Yeah, I like Ian's with two eyes. I don't know why. I prefer that. Does it excite you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two brown you sound eyes. Like you, yeah, it sounds like you're getting a little bit naughty. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, no. So it's really good. And they, yeah, and they, uh, I le- this is what I learned. I won't spoil it for anyone who's going to go no, and don't. listen to the episode, but That'd I will tell upsetting. them this. You know uh, John McTiernan? Yes. The director. Yeah. Did you know he went to prison? Uh, yeah. Was like that a tax issue or was that a salt? No, it was basically eavesdropping oh. uh, on the producer of the oh. guy that produced, oh, what did they say, Superman versus Batman or Batman versus Superman. Oh, right. Zack Snyder. No, no. Zach, no. That was the director, wasn't it? Oh yeah, the producer. It was yeah. He, I can't remember all the details now, but basically, Eve's dropped on them, and then he lied to the FBI and said he didn't do that. Right. And then yeah, went to prison, and then while he was in prison, I think they said, um, he. It turned out that they found out more things that he was actually eavesdropping on his wife and her lawyer as okay, well. That's the bit I heard then, Ooh, that one. Bad man, but crazy man, but yeah, could make some good movies. Hunt for October. But then, hard. like they said on the episode, Predator. Roll the Ball. Roll the Ball. I've never seen a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah, Hunt for Red October, uh, Die Hard Three as well. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, no, that's and that's a, a great one. movie. Yeah, yeah, Predator. Yeah, no, yeah. So and there's plenty more. Yes, we're right. just showing our limited knowledge. <laughs> so go check uh, straight the series out, guys. Um, and yeah, I just mentioned it before Teen Center podcast. 
I've mentioned them before as well in another episode. They are our sister station. <laughs> or they'll probably argue. I was no, going to say, the, brothers. We're the brothers. Yeah, yeah. You're the fucking sisters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but they're, they're cool as fuck. They're, I think, a little bit younger than us, a couple yeah. of years younger than us, but they've got the same sense of humour, into the same shit as us. And can I just say, anyone who's listening, you need to listen to their most recent episode when they talk about girls squirting. That's all I'll say, because I don't want to ruin the magic for you. But it's, oh, man, I was in, I was in tears, actually. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Well, that's good, mate. I'm glad it brought you happiness. Yeah. All right, we'll, go, we'll have a quick break or chuck in some ads and then uh, maybe even Teen Centre Podcast promo. Oh. And then uh, we'll talk about World War Three. Mum always said... I should never jerk off and come into my own mouth. Come, Forrest, come. Mama also said I should always listen to Teen Center podcasts because that's the shit. Let me start talking about flies. We are now one. No, well, let's do, we'll do World War Three first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we should do that third. Okay, because it's three. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. Let's go. All right, so I didn't know anything about World War Three except for I just thought it was one of those things that probably would happen one day. Well, that's right. I mentioned it to my, my family before yeah. I was leaving because okay. they said, what are you going to talk about on the podcast tonight, Father? And I said, <laughs> the, the usual sperm, vaginas, <laughs> and death. <laughs> no, um, and uh, the eldest one, the eldest daughter said, are you going to talk about... Oh, no, I said World War Three, And she mm. goes, oh, the whole Donald Trump thing. And I was okay. like, huh? Well, it's to do with Iran. Yeah. So you fill me in because I'm a... I'm, I don't know much. Uh, all I know <laughs> is that this morning I saw Julia Bishop, the former... Um, Julie Bishop, yeah. Julie Bishop, is it? Yeah. yeah. The former immigration... No. Uh, what your foreign minister. Foreign minister. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they said, oh, did you want to talk about Iran? And she goes, I don't think I should. Yeah, And well, that was it. I think it's... Uh, it, so <laughs> I wish I knew more information on the actual names. But recently there was a... Uh, like a missile attack right uh, by US forces yep on Iranian forces in Iraq to get a particular dude and killed uh, a a particular general who looks Um, a bit like Sean Connery from the Red October yeah a little bit yeah yeah (laughs) now I wondered if Trump got his movies in Iran uh, that's been you know there's people mourning the death of this general there's been people celebrating the death of this general but there's been a huge amount of uh, tough talk I suppose by the Iranians about you fuck with us we'll fuck with you then that's right Uh, repercussions coming off it which is normal and then you've got Trump who of course the way he says things are so heavy handed yeah you know we'll basically we'll will come down on you with full force. He's, he's quick to exacerbate a situation, yeah. isn't he? Like just and go, just boom. uses lots of, uh, well, not lots of big words, just lots of uh, strong words. Yeah. Just very simple. Excitable words. F- simple phrases that come across really heavy-handed. Heavy-handed and also uh, Ill-informed. a strong air of arrogance. Yeah. And we just spend trillions of dollars on this, this, this. And you go, no worries, if they want to come at us, we'll drop them. Yeah, so... Uh, I guess this is the thing that people are now t- worried about. They're saying, okay, w- is this eventually going to lead us to some sort of World War Three scenario? Because mm. I think it's fairly common knowledge that um, Iran has nuclear weapons. Yeah. And we don't probably know the full extent of what they have and the kind of equipment. But they're a f- I would say they're a fairly powerful nation. Yeah. Um, in comparison to 
say Afghanistan, where, yeah. where you know we all invaded <laughs> when we knew yeah. Osama bin Laden was there. That's and an AK forty seven. Even Iraq. I mean, Iraq <laughs> was essentially given aid by yeah. the US for for some years. Um, so they probably had fairly decent knowledge of what kind of weapons they had at the time. So that yeah. whole weapons of mass destruction thing yep. and. Yeah, it was all a bit of a farce. But, yeah, this one has, I guess, the potential to be something much bigger. Um, and so it's got people talking about it again. So, so I, yeah. I, you know, like everyone's sort of going, pointing the finger at Trump and saying he's a bully and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But, look, put aside what I think of him personally. Yeah. And he's got advisors. He's got people high up in mm. the military and all that kind of stuff um, talking him through shit. Now, I don't think they just would have gone and assassinated someone just willy-nilly and gone, let's just show them how cool we are and mm. tough we are. I don't think they would do that. Do you, you give me I, an I, interesting expression. <laughs> you, think, uh, you think different? I just think that sometimes I think it's as simple as a couple of signatures on paper. Yeah. And so if they're feeling particularly uh, like asserting themselves, I think it is quite a simple process to just make something happen. Just as an example, like just to show, to, to make this guy an example of or yeah. something. Oh, yeah, look okay. how easily we can take you out. Oh, okay. Just try us. Okay. See, I don't, I haven't read much. Of, well, like I said, I'm, I was just literally tonight before I came out to the podcast, so I really don't know much about it. I tend to not really listen to news anymore. But well, well you probably know this though that Trump is a prolific tweeter, <laughs> yeah. um, and I actually I started following him. He because started, I was, almost started World War Three with. What's his name? The Korean, North exactly. Korean dude. Kim yeah. Jong-un. Rocket man. Yeah. Um, and this, it's the same sort of attitude. So in the okay. early hours of the morning, yeah. when no advisors are around him, well, he yeah, starts well, tweeting. When he's uh, suffered with impotence again. That's right. Not yeah. being able to get it Melania's up. Melania's turned Melania. him down. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and she's forgotten his name. Yeah. And uh, because it's fake Melania, so she doesn't know it anyway. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway. She's just a bot. <laughs> One of the clones. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he starts tweeting. And it was something about the 52... So they've targeted 52 key targets right. um, that are ready to go. Punch the button, they're off. Okay. Uh, targeted attacks with nuclear nuclear arsenal. Yeah. Um, because, and that's to represent 52 hostages that Iran took and never returned back in a certain oh, year. Oh, so it's a bit of an eye for an eye. Two, <laughs> it's two. a very symbolic thing, and they're making a real right. point of it. And, and like, he said that in his little write-up on Twitter. And I was like, fucking hell, it's a lot of tough talk, isn't it? Yeah. Now, yes, I'm talking from a place of naivety and, uh, you know, ignorance. I don't yeah. really know that much about it. But you can't argue with the fact that he tweets. That's the stuff he puts up there. And he's, he's definitely making... Uh, some pretty strong kind of threatening remarks towards a very dangerous, I would say, a very dangerous nation. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it, it has potential. I guess it, I guess it becomes one of those things, like, do you want to be on the bully side yeah. or the, you know, the, the, <laughs> the small guy's side? And I think, like I've said before, I think Donald Trump, um, he is a great salesman, so he has that ability to tune into the populace mm. and get them all, like, revved up and like, yeah, America, fuck yeah, you yeah. know, and sort of believing anything he can, he, he can do anything for them, you know. So it's a scary, it's a scary thing to think about. And, yeah, we, uh, like, I don't, like you just said as well, I don't know much about American politics and all, all I get is what I see in, in snippets from the radio and, and TV and stuff, but... 
I don't know. I think it's a dangerous thing to have a man like that in having so much power at his fingertips. Well, even um, now, of course, I mean, what would a, an episode of the Fly on the Wall podcast be without a reference to the Cold War? Of um, course, yeah. I was, I'm just sitting <laughs> on, just, my, <laughs> on the edge of my seat waiting. Well, it's just part of the history, so I'm yeah. just going to go back. What interested me, I was looking at potential World War Three scenarios okay. um, and yeah. things that, you know, through the years from post-World War Two. Yeah to now have been some of the things that they've, you know, that people could think, have ignited into. Yeah, yeah could okay. quite easily have ignited into something huge. Yep. And it starts almost instantaneously after World War Two. Yeah. Which I don't think probably ever really realised until you look back on it later. So there was a... Was, um, sorry, can I, was Cold course, War era straight after World War Two, Or much, was it like yeah. 1950? Or into the 50s, and went into the 50s. I would say it's it's basically the end of World War Two. Oh, okay, okay. Because yep. the Soviet Union had so much control over Eastern yeah. Europe. Yeah, okay, wow, that's interesting. It, and the, as I do mean it, to, I do actually, all jokes aside, I do keep meaning to watch a doco or something on it to to educate myself, because all I, I know is from, from Black it, Ops. Mate. You'd love it. <laughs> yeah, I probably well, would, I probably would. Essentially, uh, it probably was a gradual realisation. Yeah. That they weren't going to relinquish territory they'd taken. Okay. Um, and then this iron curtain yep. descended yep. on the borders of those te- taken territories. And uh, there was something called the Berlin Airlift in 1940, I'm going to say seven, but it could be nine, um, where they actually tried to blockade. So the Allies had West Berlin. Mm and the Soviets had East Berlin. Now, Berlin is actually in its entirety within East Germany, okay, yep. which is all Soviet. Yep. But there was a, a very thin uh, access uh, way, wow. rail okay. and a road, and air traffic could just come to through Berlin. that oh, channel, okay. just, to, just to West Berlin. Yeah, okay. But out of principle, we always stayed there. Like, you know, we, when I say as in the Western Allies, yeah, yeah, right. always stayed there. Yeah. We always made sure, and that's where the wall was, yep. in West East Berlin, even okay. though the entirety was in East Germany. Well, that's interesting, yeah. And I never knew that. Yeah, it's interesting. So um, so it starts from things like that that are just, they trigger uh, a larger scale conflict. But then there was something called Operation Dropshot, which was something that the English and the Americans had in place following World War Two that had targeted with, I guess, the the earliest form of nuclear weaponry. Okay. Three, uh, no, sorry, 200 targets throughout the Soviet Union to destroy as many civilians and weapon-creating capabilities as possible. 200 targets. Wow. With 300 nuclear warheads. Jesus Christ. Now, they only dropped two. So what stopped then? What stopped them going, yep. It never passed through the the right, you know, political channels to get approval. Because I'm guessing people went, uh... We can't. We can't do that. <laughs> yeah. That's that's just going to be crazy. That's uh, then you've got apocalyptic. That's right. And then you've got all sorts of situations like with broken arrows, which is where oh, you know, yeah, a yeah. nuclear warhead goes missing. Yeah. Where you know something like that could easily fall into trigger the wrong hands or yeah. trigger uh, a, a real distrust. Yeah. So and flare up tensions. And then you've got something like the Cuban Missile Crisis, where yeah. you've got Cuba, which was a socialist uh, state, but it was in the Americas. Right. So Russia's like, yeah, we'll help you out. Of course we will. We're all communists. We're all you know, brothers and sisters. Um, so we're going to take all this stuff over to Cuba and just park it there, which is only, what, a couple of hundred kilometres from the Florida coast. Yeah, right. So America wasn't prepared to let that happen. So there's essentially a showdown to but say... That, would that, would, could that have become a world war, though? Of course. 
Oh, because they would have gone, well, let's get our buddies to help us. And yeah, be because awesome. because they're saying, well, we were allowed to do this. What the hell? Yeah, okay. do this? Yeah. But America couldn't let them. Yeah, you can't put you know you can't put nuclear weaponry there. Yeah, Jesus. Even though it's pretty cheeky, they have. Well, <laughs> America had nuclear weaponry in Turkey and in Germany. Jesus, facing the Soviet Union. But anyway, so there's many, many times over the they years they had, so not anymore. I'm sure they've got That's it. That's all now. been pulled out. No, I'm sure oh, okay. they've got it now. They've reduced. Um, they've taken a lot of weapons away, and I think they've had a lot of agreements. Okay, but you still think there is something. Of course. Right. And then there used to be a program called MAD, which was called Mutually Assured Destruction. <laughs> and it was a, an agreed-on thing that basically as long as you had um, equal destructive power that would literally wipe out the opposition in one then go, they sort of like, okay, you wouldn't do it, it. Let's call it even. And thing. they wouldn't do it. So as long as you were armed to the back teeth with nuclear That's weaponry. That's insane, isn't it? Because yeah. if obviously if one had a little less than the other one's the more dominant power. So they would, there was always a struggle yeah. um, for dominance in, in terms of armaments. Jesus. But well, in the we end, all I just get along, you know, like fuck. I, I often that think hard? that they're the simplest disagreements. Yeah. And they've turned into something that's. Uh, when the, when, um, basically, if women ran the world, we wouldn't have these when, sorts of when conflicts. When Trump and Ung <laughs> were going at it on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. I thought, fuck, this is where it starts. You know, mm-hmm. I thought. One of them, it, they're just, it's just a dick measuring contest. It's just like, well, you do this and you do And they're just winding each other up to the point of, like, is one of them just going to go, well, fuck you. This is it. This is what I'm doing. I think, I think the most dangerous thing about North Korea is you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. But they have a, a million strong army. Yeah, yeah. I think their nuclear Imagine weapons a million strong army. are basically in plastic lunchboxes. Oh, okay. Like, I, I think it's a lot of song and dance and I don't think they quite have the really? capabilities they talk about okay. well because they don't have the I don't think they have the strength yeah, unless okay. they're getting it from somewhere else like China China yeah. um, whereas I think Iran is actually capable yeah. in itself of that stuff so yeah I, I guess through the ages through the years through the decades there's always been things that bring us perhaps to the to the brink to the brink yeah um, do you think there's and I, I probably know the answer already there's probably a lot more stuff that's gone on um, that yeah. that may have brought us to the brink without us even knowing. Yes, you know that's I some, think that's so. some scary shit, isn't it? When you think about it, absolutely. I think we're only we're only drip fed from the media, and then the media puts their own spin on things as well. Of course, of course. to sell newspapers and, and sell programs. Yep. So who knows what's really going on? Who Fuck knows? Yeah, but well. do you think there's potential for a? And I mean, when we say World War Three, I guess it'll be a totally different war to World War One and Two, because. It's it's so many more years and technological uh, sorry technologies advanced so much more. What kind of war would it be to take us to something called World War Three, where it's a global conflict? Well, my oldest and I were talking about this, and I sort of said to her, it will be a very different war from yeah. World War One, World War Two, and the Vietnam War, yeah. and all the other previous wars. Um, I think it would be nuclear. Yeah. I think it would be um, catastrophic and over quickly. I don't think it would be ongoing for five years, you know. I think it would So be... do you think people will go straight for that rather than trying to stay away? Because that's the thing with Vietnam. Mm. Vietnam ended up being, oh, I would say, I don't want to use the word conventional, but it ended up being a conventional war in, in, in regards to the fact they never used a nuclear weapon. Mm. Whereas they had a ton of them. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? And they talked about bombing targets. But, but Vietnam, didn't, Vietnam, but Vietnam didn't have the nuclear power either. No, but Russia and China were, you know, oh, I guess... Oh, yeah, they were backing it, I suppose. Sponsoring, sponsoring their actions. Yeah. And that was the issue with Korea. Yeah. They talked about it, but then China sent a million men over the border. Mm. And that's why Korea became such an extended war. 
Um, I don't know. I just think if you've got... Well, I'm sort of still th- uh, thinking about the people that are in charge. Yeah. And I think when you've got those types of personalities, um, neither are going to back down and, and neither want to sort of like uh, bow to the other one or anything like that. So who knows? I think... I think yeah, I don't know about you, but where I was always taught um, as a kid, if someone wants to fight you and they throw the first punch, let them. But then you throw the bigger punch and you finish it. So that's, and I tend to think that's what would happen. Yeah. I think, say, say Iran, for argument's sake, they go, right, we're going to do this attack and then America will unleash the full might and just squash them, you yeah. know, and then it's all over. Or vice versa. <laughs> yeah, or the other powers get involved in all that kind of stuff. Well, that's the it, thing. You know. It triggers all of these uh, treaties and agreements. and Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard to know where it would go. But it's a very sobering thought. And, and, and you think like, like, like Saddam Hussein, right? Yeah. If he did have weapons of mass destruction, he would have fucking used them because he was a madman. Yeah. You know what I mean? So all it takes, and he was elected, he was, he was put in that position. Mm. Yep. And held it and was a tyrant and a yep. dictator, but he was still, and same as Hitler, he was put there. Yeah. He was put there by the people. So all it takes is that madman to have a bit of power and it goes to his head and just know how to twist things to make them work yeah, for Know him. how to twist them, that's right. And that's it, you know, that's all it takes. Whereas, I Like think, Senator Palpatine. I think, <laughs> I think if suddenly, <laughs> I don't know, some weird thing happened where they put all the power onto you, yeah. I think you'd be like, well, maybe we should just get rid of weapons, guys. You know, like you yeah. would, you would think, think about that. it sanely and go, well, I just think, mate, look, why don't we all agree we'll go to a massive pit or wherever you get rid of <laughs> nuclear weapons yeah. and we'll go, ready, as one. We'll throw it all <laughs> in together. One, two, three, throw it in. But then you're always going to get the one who doesn't and goes, <laughs> Not no, the matches, Daryl! Boom! I've got the power. <laughs> yeah, What's the thing? Because shit, then they'll I... see the opportunity. they go, right, well, I know that now no one else has got it. The only, I suppose, the only positive thing is if we do have like some nuclear war, then there's going to be a post-apocalyptic kind of <laughs> something vibe. to look forward yeah. to. Hey, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hopefully. I would survive. rather that's caused by um, something like a, a, a twisted, mutant, a mutant yeah, contagion, a twisted, yeah. <laughs> a twisted uh, semi-religious military yeah, order cool. yeah. who who likes using the mutants for their own purposes, yeah. but then and infecting the civilians, the lands infected or, or plagued by vegan cultists, yeah. something like that. Yeah, which actually takes us to you know what time That's it is. <laughs> no, I'm no, joking. I don't. You're looking at me blankly, today, like, actually. Oh, I'm very sad today. But we've got plenty to talk about. Which I know. Is good. I know. Um, but it does bring us neatly to talking about global warming. And the fires. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe we could start with the fires. Okay. Go. Because um, we've we've referenced a lot of areas that are actually currently being affected by fires mm. in our post-apocalyptic saga. We have actually, yeah. And it sort of made me think, you know what, I think we really need, I think we owe it to our fellow Australians and I think we owe it to ourselves yeah. to talk about it. Um, it's, it's a It's a massive issue and uh, thankfully it's starting to gain some traction and a lot of Big names and uh, faces are actually discussing it now and bringing some awareness. Well, I keep forgetting her name, but is it Celeste? Um, oh, the, the comedian? comedian. Yeah, she's done an amazing she job. She set out to yeah. ma- to to raise ten thousand dollars. Yeah, the last count, thirty two million dollars. Amazing. That is incredible. It must all have from been a, her all timing. From a, a Facebook page. Yeah. Just, yeah, it must have just yeah. been her timing. I think just, I think it's yeah. her tenacity and yeah. her personality and her um uh. uh her celebrity as well, I suppose, to yeah. a certain extent. But yeah, what a phenomenal effort! Like that's just that's, that's mind boggling. So, what, do you remember her last name? 
Ah, oh, you could probably Google it. But, you know um, what I'm going to. I won't do I it think, on here because it might stop the recording. Because what I wanted to say was Celeste. That I'm going to read out a few. Something um, B. Celeste something. Oh, it'll be Barber. Celeste Barber. That's it. Yeah, because, of course, that is a big news at the moment. So her name is Celeste Barber, and it's it's over 30 million now. Yep. Brilliant. And she's been doing a wonderful job. So if, if you're interested in donating, just basically Google that and follow links. Follow the links and donate money. Now, on the on donating money, um, I put up a thing on Instagram yesterday about a, uh, a tattoo shop in Melbourne, Melbourne yeah, Made Inc. Melbourne Made Inc. Um, who are doing, tomorrow, they're doing a, a run-up to New South Wales with... Um, with products, so with with goods like toothpaste, toilet paper, sanitary pads, uh, tinned food, and all that kind of stuff, which is which is absolutely brilliant. So if you can get down get down there, if you're a local, get down to Melbourne Made Inc. and uh, before tomorrow and um, or tomorrow, and uh, yeah, give them what you've got. But on saying that, um, our premier, what's his name, Daniel Andrews, yes, just came out today yeah, yeah. and said, look, that's all fantastic, great that you you guys have all chipped in and given us given us food and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, he said, but we just need money. Yeah, don't send. We any just more. need yeah. money to to pump into it for uh, uh, services for the army, for for the the CFA, for the RFS, um, everyone, everyone who's involved. We just need the money for it. Yeah. So basically. Um I've just I'll reel off a few of the the fire services. Well, I was just going to say before that we've obviously got some, we've got some international listeners, and even yeah. though we've been I don't know if you see on Instagram, there's a lot of people sort of sending their well wishes over. Of course, to, and to thank you very much yeah. from overseas, which is fantastic, and we really appreciate that. So thank you on behalf of Australia. Um, but maybe we need to you know sort of explain to them where the fires are because there is. This, I've I've had actually quite a few messages saying you know are you guys okay? okay yeah. Where about you? And where Warren and I are, we're we're um, we're actually safe. We're hundreds of miles away from the this nearest year, fire. We are safe this year. We yeah. are, yeah. yeah. Um, but can I just explain? We're at the lake, like a, like we sort of said earlier, and there is a thick, thick blanket of smoke everywhere. Yeah, like it's, I'm, it's it everywhere. looks like an eerie sort of fog you'd imagine in like a horror movie across yeah, a cemetery. It does doesn't it? But it's just everywhere. You can smell smoke. It's not choking. Like we no, we've got our windows today. open, and yeah. we're you know. But but it's not choking. But there are people out there with asthma who have sort of been suffering uh, a fair bit. Yeah. Um, but that just goes to show you the the intensity and the um, the immense size it's of the, the fire. Yeah, it's just yeah. insane. Well, um, the wife told me that the fires at one stage. I'm not sure if they still are, but at one stage were as big as England. Yeah. So Belgium and England. Oh. If that's a, if you can think of that as a size comparison. When I heard that, that really put things into perspective because. I remember from being a kid learning about England, Australia, and blah, blah, and that England can fit into Australia 13 times. So that's that's a lot of bloody land that's burning. And now, I'm not sure if you saw the maps earlier, but there's, so there's a huge, so well, just yeah, for the just people gonna... listening, there's a huge fire that's been raging in New South Wales and the Queensland border yes. um, for weeks. And it's also cropped up in Victoria as well, and they're about to join. They're not actually far off. From, yes. I'm talking mega fire. a couple of clicks yes. away from, from joining and becoming a mega fire. And so that's, that's essentially, crazy. on a national level, we have 6 million hectares burned. Wow. 23 dead, dozens yeah, missing. That's horrible. Um, half a billion uh, native animals. Yeah, that was sad. Have died. Did you see the footage of them giving water to koalas and stuff? Actually, I, I put that on Twitter because oh, I, yeah, I found that quite moving and I thought. It was, wasn't it? People often wonder, I think, about interactions with those animals. Now, I've got to say, koalas don't actually approach people. So yeah. they must have been. 
bloody desperate. desperate. And they come and up to these cyclists and, and get fed the water. And it's very moving to well, see it happen. Kangaroo Island was the... Um, oh, man, I've yeah. forgotten the terminology, but that was the place where the biggest population of koalas was. And that was the place where they'd go. That was the last vespule, is that what you call it? Where... Um, you know, like, um, so they're sort of dying off here, there, yeah. everywhere around Australia. But Kangaroo Island was like the sanctuary, like where they could keep breeding them it, it, uh, safely and all that kind of stuff. And they've lost over half, half the population yeah. of the koalas there. Well, so half the island is devastating. Burnt. Like, literally half the island has been yeah. burnt. Yeah. And did you hear a very sad story? Um, a dad and his son were trying to escape mm. the fire. The yeah. dad was 78, the son was in his 40s, I think. Yeah. And um, uh, they were on the highway trying to oh, outrun right. the fire. Yeah. This goes to show you how fast the fire was moving and yeah. the fire lapped them and that's how they lost it. They found the car on the highway. Now that just, that again, puts things into perspective. You sort of, you, you always have this think, this image of fire that it's, you, you can see it from afar and just go, Jesus, there's a fire. Yeah. But with the winds and all that kind of stuff, it can change. It's completely unpredictable. There's... It can change at any moment and come straight at you. Like you said, I think last week, or maybe the week before, how it goes straight up a cliff. Yeah. It can, it can outrun cars. It's Well, uh, there's a few. I, I don't know why. I'll just show you this video. Cause there's one that I I particularly found quite shocking. Yeah. Um, Is that the tornado one? No, no. It's did actually, you see the tornado one? I did. That was insane. No, this, this one, this one makes sort of, there's a moment you t- it takes your breath away. Yeah. Um, this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so night sky is it? Yeah, well, no. Oh. It's during the day. It's just dark. Wow, look at that. Wow. So there's fire shooting up maybe guns, which are... And they're running. Maybe 100 metres high. Look at that. Wow. And within seconds, so watching the footage, within seconds, a huge outcrop of trees. And that's a truck. And a truck, gone. Within seconds. Jesus Christ. It's so, like a it's like a monster, isn't it? It's just it's, it's devouring on, everything. It honestly is hell on earth at the moment. So it's scary as shit, I people. Say thank you very much to all of the uh, the CFA volunteers because I would say yeah. that the fireys that Heroes. are out there fighting all the fires and trying to minimise the, the the infrastructure damage, the preserving life, uh, saving animals where they can. I think it, it's it's almost impossible to be well, able to do it faultlessly, and I think they do a bloody good job of. There was one interview I saw where the guy got quite emotional, one of the fireys, yeah. and he said, "He goes, you can't stop it. No. He goes, it's so big now that you can't actually stop it. All you have to do is try and minimise the damage." That's it. So, so that tells you something as well. They can't contain it. They can't control well, it. You at saw all. that. Yeah. There's nothing they're you just, can do. They're basically. Yeah doing what they can to try and slow it down. They're backburning. They're um, using the uh, the dozers to, to, to just knock out vast areas of bush and scrub yeah, that's right. to try and just keep it contained as best they can, but they're, it's not really working. And, I mean, you know, you heard about Malakuta, where all the people have been evacuated on uh, naval vessels and stuff like that. I was just about like to that. read something because we actually, uh, well, I don't know them, Oh, okay. There was a a person from the school that actually was panicking because, unfortunately, the Navy was refusing to take younger children because of the access to the ships. 
Okay. Which seems a little weird to me, but anyway. It does seem weird, but there must um, have been a method in the madness. I think it's because they had to climb ladders to get onto the, the boarding vessels, but I thought okay. that there were lower ones, but anyway. Right. But I, I won't Wouldn't read have it. would have mattered either way, you know, but anyway. Well, that's right. Yeah. So I just, I, I won't go into detail. I, have, I, won't I, do ha- I don't have faith in the Prime Minister, but I do have faith in our, uh, uh, our Navy, our Army, you know, and well, our CFA. And he's quite upset with the Navy. So this guy was in Malacuta. Oh, okay, yep. Now, Malacuta looked looked like hell on earth. It did, yeah. Uh, it they was. were basically on the beach, mm. and the fire is was all around. Yeah. Um, and it was sucking the air as well. They, they were running out of oxygen. It was crazy. And there's videos of people that they've hired charter ships to come into the shore to pick them up. Yeah. Because the Navy wasn't there for a few days. You know, it took a couple of days to get there. People were desperate. Um, he just said... They owe their life to the CFA, mm. uh, some of whom were locals from this area where we are. Uh, just said, much like returned soldiers, no one will know that, that they won't ask for praise. They volunteer to step into the darkness rather than run for it. They're mm. not paid to do it. Yeah, they right. just want to help other Aussies. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it says, Navy, you can blow me, you oh, fuck wow. bags. Oh, really? Air Force, thank you. Eventually, Army, you weren't even there. We didn't want you to fight fires. We wanted you to have your medical aides and engineers to help state forestry and the cleanup. But is that? But is that? I'm not. You know. No, like, no, no. Look, this everyone... guy is obviously upset and everything. And I'm not trying to take of anything course. away from it because of, of the experience he's had. But is that the army's fault or is no, that no. the government's? fault? I think that's the government's fault. Not. I think that's it into action. I think that's raw emotion. Yeah. In response to what he's experienced. That's right. Directly, yeah. which you so, can't blame him. You know. That's, of course. That's absolutely fair enough. But I think that just. I think what that demonstrates, and it's just good that he's actually out and everything. Yeah. I think what it just shows is that it was absolutely desperate. Mm. People were thinking they were going to get burnt alive with their children. Yeah. On the beaches of these beautiful Jesus holiday Christ, spots. That's some scary shit. Um. You know, or being told to get out and, you know, the the scariest messages you get on those uh, safety things is it's too late to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seek shelter now. Fuck yeah, now. Like, it's terrifying stuff, but that's actually commonplace here yeah. um, during bushfire season. But anyway, I, I think it does, there's a lot of issues now with the government and particularly Scott Morrison with his overall attitude. Yeah, well, you only just I was going to say, that, yeah. question. Yes. Um, look, to be honest... I, I think I was being nice uh, when we first talked about yeah. it, but the more I've seen, the more I think he's a fucking idiot. I will agree. He's a fucking Because I actually didn't have a problem with him going on holidays, but I I think what the issue is now, he, when he, even upon coming back, he hasn't seemed to grasp the gravity of the situation. Yeah, he hasn't snapped into it. That's you what... can't see the, the, empath, the empathy in his eyes. Yeah. You can't feel it. He's just him? awkward. He's just lost. He doesn't yeah. know what he's doing. And did they, you see the bit when the when he went to speak to the woman? Yeah, the pregnant lady. Yes, and she said, "I don't want to shake your hand." She and goes, he I grabbed want you it. To do something. And he grabbed it. Yeah, and he didn't even listen to her. And they, the, the article after yeah. when they interviewed her, she said, "All I wanted him to do was hear me," and he didn't. He just quickly went away and brushed me aside. And I just think you fucking idiot. I get it. I get well, it's uncomfortable. I get you don't know what to do. I get you confused, but just fucking show face. You just got it. Look, even I'm not a huge fan He's of done. Daniel Andrews, the premier no, of, of Victoria. He's a little pipsqueak. But, but He's to his balls. credit, He's, got He's actually jumped in there and made sure that there are things happening yeah, the whole time. That's right. There's yeah. actually some strategies in place. He's talking about it. it. They've got things, and they're not using it as a political platform mm, mm. to say, look what we're doing. Mm. So unfortunately, ScoMo, as we call him, 
came up with Scott this, Morrison for those people yeah, that don't know had a uh, a campaign like a little 50 second ad saying what they're doing to help the fire situation I think rather than talking about it and mm. putting the Liberal Party stamp on it and saying you know yeah. authorised by Scott Morrison as a as some kind of ad who cares just, just it's fucking just, leave it's it it's just people now it's not it's not political parties we're all yeah. just people that just sort the shit out together and, and to his credit what, Abbott Mm. Who is one of our uh, another yeah, one of yeah. our XPs? He's out there doing what he CFA can. volunteer. Yeah, that's right. So I think there's a lot to be said for the people that are just happy to yeah. put on the boots and yep. get involved. Now he doesn't have to go fight fires, but I think if he just jumped in fucking line and yeah. started helping people out, talking to them, and not just not brushing people yeah, aside. That's like, right. Like if it's uncomfortable, if they don't want to shake your hand, there's even okay. more reason. Yeah. To sit down with them and talk to them and and listen to them. That's yeah. what they want. They want you to listen. Well, and you won't be able to fix everything, but listen to them and then offer some sort of plan, you know. But I think he's fucking done. I think he's done. I, I think we're, we're swapping prime ministers again I think very so. soon. <laughs> and I uh, I think um, I actually think Julie Bishop would have made a great prime. I think minister, so too. She's I, out of the, she's I out agree of the game completely. Oh uh, no um, no. You know, just like Palpatine, mate. <laughs> yeah. They can bring her back. She's not dead. And she'll come back with a billion fucking yeah. Star Destroyers. But she's more attractive. She's not my type because she's about, well, 60-something. But she's a lot more attractive <laughs> That's than all right, Palpatine. Isn't? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, was a goal, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so just quickly, before, um, you know, sorry to dwell on yeah, that. Yeah, no, no. But so look, basically, um, the, the fire-affected areas, because yeah. we didn't really get to it, is everywhere. Um, it's everywhere, There's... Yeah. there's 1.5 million hectares just in Western Australia. But mm. Western Australia is m- much more vast. Yeah. And so not much of that has affected any large populations. Yeah. Um, so it's a little different. New South Wales has been fairly catastrophic because that's over a million hectares as well. But that is right through a lot of our coastal tourism regions. Queensland was pretty intense as well. Queensland's um, been very intense. Actually, on a personal yeah. uh, note, my, um, my brother-in-law... Uh, my sister's husband, he actually stayed back to put out spot fires around his property. And my sister, I have to put the photo up on Instagram, but my sister drove away, like reluctantly, yeah. like was saying to him, come on, let's just go. And he's like, no, 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 I'll be right, I'll be right, to put out the spot fires because he's got 380 acres wow. bushland around him. Yeah, it's a lot of land. And it's a lot of dry scrub as well. But um, So my sister took the kids driving away and behind her, they took a photo or the kids took a photo of a massive black smoky cloud thing that's just sort of wafting across yeah. the road where they just come from and that was a very scary moment for her but he's okay and they're okay so, so i didn't realize they had some extreme fires up there i mean fires are pretty oh, yeah, much nationwide yeah. at the moment but yeah. i didn't realize they were actually yeah directly. pretty intense yeah. um and a lot of areas were cut off for a while and all that kind of thing and yeah. and for them they had floods like, not long ago. they had yeah, i was just fucking gonna say this there's not floods and their whole fucking property swamped there it's fine they're taking a boat back out to their house yeah uh um no he or, was um helping out other people right. so they're let where they are they um their land sort of their house sort of sits up a little bit higher yeah. than the rest of the property yeah. so most of their property was swamped but where they they could still drive out of their property Shit. but um another guy a friend a close friend of theirs and a close friend of my parents um yeah he had a little island and he had a little tin boat that he could go back and forth wow. with but he was fine. But yeah, scary stuff. Um, Fucking. <laughs> so I guess I love Australia. Yeah, look, but it's, it's a, a land country. of extremes. It, it really is. is. <laughs> it is, and uh, so and just to to bring it further back down towards us here. So Malakuta is a is a very small town. Mm. Um, it's very isolated, and it's in the very very far eastern kind of corner of Victoria. Mm. Um, Victoria kind of comes down to a point, 
and Malakuta is very close to that point in the, the far eastern corner. My, there's um, so much forest out there my, that it's literally just burnt to the shore. Yeah, that's yeah. right, right to the shore. Yeah. My uh, wife's brother, so another brother-in-law yep. of mine, he takes his family down to Malakuta every year right. for Christmas, and yep. they go camping down yep. there. This year, he decided to go somewhere different. Good on him. Just coincidentally. Wow. And you're like, fucking hell, like, that's well, that's a near miss. Very but, fortunate decision. Yeah, and but, I just read as well this morning that, um, oh, no, sorry, yesterday, a place called Eden, where you and I have been, Yeah. Um, they uh, thought they were safe there. They People were evacuated to this place yeah. called Eden, which is another small country town, and then they've got re-evacuated to um, Bega, I think it was. It's Mar- quite sad Marimbula. that a place called Eden... It yeah, became, yeah, you know, and I'm not trying to be funny either. No, it's, no, but it's yeah. awfully ironic. Yeah, um, and it's a, it's actually a beautiful town. Beautiful. Yeah. I, um, most of that area is absolutely Whereas a small stunning. country town called Hell is beautiful. It's flowers. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> actually, there is a place called Hell in, uh, but I think it's out back New in South Australia. Wales. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Let's go there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the fires are in far eastern Victoria, but they've covered a huge amount of land. Um, a lot of southeastern New South Wales. Yeah. So that's really the two fire areas that are sort of closer to us and where we're getting a lot of the smoke from. But South Australia, Northern Territory, Western Australia, Tasmania has had fires, Queensland. Um, So I'll just reel off some of these and then maybe we can talk a little bit. Yeah, so if you want to, this is the donating thing. So I'm just going to... if you want to donate, this is what you can do. You've got the comedian's name that we said before. Uh, Celeste Barber. Barbara, yep. Okay. And Google then, her and you'll follow the links. But, yeah, depending on what you feel strongly about, we've got the Victorian Country Fire Authority, the uh, SA Country Fire Service, which is for South Australia, the Queensland Fire and Rescue, and then the New South Wales Rural Fire Service. Oh, I, think um, so. I think if you were to Google those and follow anything that says .org.au or even .gov, G-O-V, um, you'll probably find the legitimate official sites but yeah. that Celeste Barber is probably the best one to go with I if think you're feeling strongly about it I think it. that's what we're going to do we're going to go yeah. down that path ourselves and put some money into that um, and yeah we just implore everyone you know if you can spare a few dollars here and there then and just help us out because uh, it's what we need we need that more than anything else and look it will subside it of will get it will, better yeah. but um, the amount of heartache the amount of loss um, of property and and the lives as well, twenty three mm. lives. Um, I I hate to think, but I hate to say it, but I think there's probably going to be more before I think so. It gets sorted out. Sadly, um, yeah. We had the the just eleven years ago, we had the um, Black Saturday fires, which it claimed a hundred and something lives. Incredible. Thirty. Yeah, and that was really something. only just out of Melbourne. I mean, yeah, it was very close to Melbourne. But this one, I mean, that obviously. Horrific, but this one feels bigger. I think because it's so widespread. Yeah, it's everywhere. That's right. Yeah, which and is crazy. and this is very early in the season for yeah, fires. It is actually December yeah. is just. It's odd that we've got so much going on. So um, we like I sort of mentioned before, we've had rain here. Yeah, most of the day actually. We have. Yeah. Um, is that? Do you know if that's hitting the fire? Yeah, it has areas. actually reached it, but they're okay. saying it's not enough. Not enough, yeah. yeah. And it's sometimes... Because it hasn't been a downpour, has it? It's just been a constant It's steady, drizzle. which is... Good. I think what it does is it's, it, is it somewhat slows some yeah. of the areas if it's, where... If it's, if it's wetting down everything, then hopefully that eases it a little bit. I don't hopefully. Know. I don't know. But they also said it can cause issues for access. Okay. Because, of course, yeah. you get muddy tracks. Yeah, fuck And yeah. engines can't get through. Yeah. Um, and you've got a fire burning at the kind of size that we've been seeing, uh, the water won't even touch it. It'll just yeah. be sizzled away in seconds. So 
it's going to be a problem for months to come. But it's definitely brought into stark reality the issue of climate change. Now, yeah, there are people out there, of course, that don't believe into it. In That's right. Climate yeah. change. Quite a quite a, a lot of people. I'd say it's almost split down the middle. I would say so too. <laughs> and I, um, and I guess, what's your feelings on it, mate? Look, I don't know a hell of a lot about it. I've only been reading about it in the last probably twenty four hours. Um, it's it's a. I read this small little fact, and that sort of rung home for me because it's a proven fact. This is a proven scientific mm. fact that since the mid nineteenth century, the world has got one point six two percent hotter. Right now, you sort of think that doesn't sound like much at all, but no. globally, if the land, if everything's getting hotter and hotter, that that is a problem, and it's from. Um, or they're claiming it's a direct result from humans, yeah. from the populace, from from what we're doing, yeah. from the things we make, the things we drive, and everything else. So the population has risen. So therefore, it, we we've created this energy, we have created these emissions, and all that kind of thing. And the world is getting warmer. It's kind of been scientifically proven. And I know there's always conspiracy theories, and maybe that's one. Maybe that. Maybe we're having the wool pulled over our eyes. But why? Why would people lie about it? <laughs> I th- well, yeah, because I guess that's the thing. We're so used to that that people are quick to go, ah, they're just they're, there's an agenda. Yeah, and I understand that. But at the and people also say, and I, I guess there is some weight to this one. The world has had warm patches and cold patches. Yeah, it, it has gone through that because sometimes when you when you look through, you know, if it talks about, you know, this is the hottest day on record since. Yeah. And it'll give you since. And you think, okay, well, that was clearly before we had the industry that we have now. Yeah. So 1878, you yeah. know, we had the last hottest day in this in this particular town. Mm. So you think, all right, well, they clearly didn't have all these motor vehicles around. They weren't, you know, burning but everything but that's the fossil thing I've fuels. Learned. It's not just about the hot that's days. That's right. It's, a, it's about the trajectory. Yeah. So... 11 and, 11 and a half thousand years ago, whenever it was, the end of the Ice Age yeah. was, the, was the, the last significant shift in the climate yeah. when it went from one extreme to the next. And what they're sort of saying now is that's kind of where we're going but again, you know, but getting even hotter. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I, like I said, I've only just started reading about it. But um, I mean, they're global extinction events. Yeah. You know, when you talk about a, an ice age. That's right. They're global extinction. I mean, there'll, there'll be life, but it'll change the shape of what it what it looks like. Yeah. So there might be equatorial life yeah. because that's your warmest spot and mm. always exposed to a certain amount of sun. But suddenly that's temperate forest. Yeah. And everyone else is fucked because it becomes like Hoff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I guess... Uh, do you think there's a time frame on it? I don't we're know. We're going to see. The, the I, I'm I'm results. intrigued now to read more about it, and I and yeah. I and also just just um, I just want to mention this. I'm curious to see what the other side say too. Yeah, I really am. I think I think if you want to learn about something, you've got to learn all facets of it. You've got to learn the pros, the cons, the the yes and the nos. You know what I mean? And then make a decision. Um, you can't just because I think the more you read something. That you sort of, um, oh, of course, believe if you're in. only the more, supporting your own. Yeah, target, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's important to always see what the other side have got to say too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I think there's truth in it. I definitely think there's truth in it. Um, whether it's going to be to a catastrophic level in our lifetime or not, I don't know. But I like we've mentioned recently. I think the efforts that we're making now is a little too late. Yeah, um, it's not enough, and it's too late. You know, so. They're talking about Australia being 
a bit behind when it comes to setting emissions yeah. targets yeah. and things like and that. And everyone's having a go at us. Somalia, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Bulgaria, right. uh, <laughs> um, Venezuela, they're all going... Well, what the fuck? What are you doing? Like, what yeah. have you done to try and make things better? Nothing's nothing's been looked at since 2016, 2017. I, I would agree. I think that um, it's about the attitude we have. So yeah. whether or not climate change is a, is a scientific proven fact yeah. or something that people are going to continue arguing about till the end of time. Oh, they always will. Yeah. Um, I think it makes sense to say um, fossil fuels, uh, pol- uh, pollutants, Emissions, CO two emissions, mm. deforest, uh, deforestation. That's the big one. The CO two. Yeah, yeah is, that's a huge one. These are things that are facts. Yeah, we're poisoning the cities. Yeah, the reefs that we have. Yeah, our our natural ecological systems are poisoned by the the things that the humans have created. Our waste products and change is hard. Like it's yeah. like I was talking about it to the wife. It's not like. Because she was sort of saying, well, why don't, why don't everyone get electric cars and stuff like that? Why yeah. don't we do it that way? And I said, and it was only a brief conversation before I came yeah. out to podcast, and I said, because oil is power. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we've we've had the technology to make electric cars for yes. 20, 20, 30 years. I think we years. talked about this with conspiracy theories, and I, yeah. I sort of feel that it's the petro petrochemical uh, places that own yeah. the patents That's right. on the other... <laughs> more clean energy that's sources. That's right, and they can do whatever they want with that. Yeah. You know? So, and it's the like we were talking about the bullies of the world. They're the ones who've got claim on this, that, and the other. What's wrong? Yeah. No, I'm just looking at that fella. I'm digging. What's he up? He's going skinny dipping. Gonna have a quick wristy and then jump <laughs> into the water. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so I'd like to learn a lot more about it. So if you've got views, guys, on climate change, yeah, and all start that, a debate. Go for it. Yeah, definitely email us your thoughts and educate us because we, are, well, especially me, because I'm sort of learning all as I go. So uh, feel free to email us, theflyonthewallpodcast11 at gmail.com. You can also DM us or me at uh, on the Instagram, which is flyonthewallpodcast, <laughs> with an underscore between each of those words. And you can also... Should I do it today? Maybe not as intense. <laughs> okay. You can find us on Twitter. Uh <laughs> At fly on the wall P O one yeah, and I think um, it'd be good to read some out if you, if listeners are comfortable with that yeah um, just to get that cross section of opinions and and you know please be as strong worded as you like and yeah and as much as we take the piss out of everything and everyone we we wouldn't take the piss out of you and what you've got to say of like we not. wouldn't do that we we you know. Um, as much as we're arsehole, I'm an arsehole, Warren's the penis. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we, yeah, we wouldn't, we wouldn't uh, belittle your views and ideas and stuff like that, no. not at all. We might not agree, but I think we can definitely agree to, uh, yeah, to to voice them and just put them out there for everyone to think about. And We might do, and, it, do yeah. them in a voice. Nah, because that would be mocking. That would be mocking, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think things like this we have to treat with a bit of reverence. Yeah, so of course. Yeah. I think on the whole we've been a lot more serious tonight, but I think uh, it's it has, probably suited. We're not the, finished yet. No, we're certainly no, not. That's right. Finished. We'll end on a bit of a positive, higher note. What are you going to do to me? Sure. Well, I want to talk Dracula. Oh, Let's move forward from that. I'll just play a little promo and we'll come back. Yeah, for these missile. <laughs> The Fly on the Wall podcast is two Aussie blokes, one called Luke, one called Big Woz. They drive around, they talk shit, they have a bit of a laugh, and sometimes, just sometimes, they talk some serious stuff as well.
backing by the mouth with a Mars bar, so Warren can do the talking. It's definitely a Mars bar. I just want to clarify that. It's nothing else that he's munching Warren's on. got a big smile on his face, <laughs> right? <laughs> I've always got a big smile, Luke. You don't need to munch on a Mars bar to give me a smile. So, yeah, we were going to move on with uh, talking about a show that Luke has clearly been mm. watching of late, or just started watching, I'm guessing, because mm. you haven't mentioned it prior, Mm-mm. called Dracula. Yeah. I, I looked at the little trailer today, and I was thinking, that doesn't show me much. I'm curious. Mm. So Sorry, I'm you like, know when you like, a Mars bar just sticks to every part of your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, I'm just trying to clean it all out before I start spitting chocolate goop all over the phone. <laughs> um, all right, so Dracula. So I'm a big fan of Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula, uh, the movie. I've mm. never read the book. Obviously, that's where it derives from. Um <coughs> I'm a big fan of Dracula in general too, the vampires and all that kind of the vampiri. Um, I just think that's a really creepy monster. Like you've got your typical sort of monsters like Frankenstein's monster, zombies and stuff like and ghosts and all that kind of stuff. But I think for me what's always been the creepy part with the vampire is that they just look fairly normal, you know. Yeah. Well, apart from all, you know, looking sexy and stuff yeah. like that. But but it just people, and then they can just <laughs> turn on you, you know. And I think there's that element. Like I'm a big fan of Interview with the Vampire. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, good yeah, really good movie. Um, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Yeah. And what I I remember watching it when I was younger, when I was a teenager, and it was almost like you'd think about it and think it almost be okay to become a vampire yeah. because you you're immortal. And yes, there's a bit of pain at first, but then you're okay. So it's not like they're trying to eat your brains. It's not like they're just going to try and crush your skull or something. They just well, want to give you a bit of a bite and then <laughs> make you one of them. You know? I guess that's why <laughs> movies like Twilight oh, yeah. uh, have become so popular. and, and also roman- the romantic element to it. Yeah, exactly. The sensual sort of sexiness to them. And what are the... I'm trying to think of the name of the shows... Because there's a lot of TV shows. There's Vampire have, Academy, I think. Yeah, like True, Teenage True Blood. and yeah, True Blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. That have never got into young them. vampires. You know, yeah. sex, young sexy Buffy vampires, the vampire slayer. bleeding yeah. each other out and getting off on it. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, that's really the theory. So it's that it's that exchanging of fluid. It, it is it's, very sexy. It's a so. very sexual thing, and yeah. I think that uh, it it appeals to a lot of people. Yeah. In but, all manner. And I think it's got that whole goth element to it as well, which like, yeah, we're so dark and broody and moody. What and I like is... I you. drink blood, what of it? <laughs> it just makes me feel better. It makes me feel stronger and more confident. <laughs> Sounds a bit like Luke too, the clone. It anyway. does. Yeah. What's he doing involved in this shit? I don't know, he's gone nuts. <laughs> he's gone off the rails ever since he left the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and I, I guess that's what's great about vampires, mm. is, is it... Unlike, say, zombies, yeah. vampires can inhabit a very light sort of yeah. uh, softer space. That's right. Where yeah. it is a bit more like, oh, it's a high school drama. Yeah. And this guy happens to like, be a vampire. Rah! They're not yeah. coming at you. It's you a know. bit of a different thing. They're yeah. like um, wise to their weaknesses, so they've worked out ways to manage it. Yeah. But he really likes this girl at school, so how does he tell her he's a yeah. vampire? Yeah, they're like, like conflicted. Yeah. Like, but they've I got don't want to kill her. They just make she's it. beautiful <laughs> as a mortal. <laughs> They make it a soap opera. Yeah. But it, it works. It is very dramatic. It's very, um, it's very like almost Shakespearean, you know, yeah. like a, thea- a theatrical type play out. Um, and then you've got it right down through the more classic idea yeah. of Dracula. Well, that's why I like the Bram Stoker's yeah. because that does delve into a bit more of the historical element with Vlad the Impaler yes. and stuff like that. Now, that 
backstory is romantic. Yes. Um, he basically lost his mind because his true love was killed and he, he just went fucking ballistic. Yeah. And it is, as far as I'm aware, it is based on true events. But yeah, obviously, it's been, yeah, it's been romanticized. <laughs> it's been blown slightly. out of proportion and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, and then you've got Blade. <laughs> yeah, which I really enjoyed. Like Blade Two, Blade one and two yeah. were good. Two yeah. especially, yeah. two especially, because um, it, it the Reapers. That's the Reapers, right. Is that what they were called? Yeah, yeah, Reapers. they were fucking because awesome. they were vampires, but they yeah. were something completely different. Yeah, yeah. So it it got more horrific. That's right, and that's what I guess the other end of the scale. Well, is. but what I was going to say though with the Bram Stokers one, yes. What I like about that is that you've got you've got the the contrast. You've got the very sort of um, uh, regal sort of character yeah. of, of, of Vlad. Yeah. Uh, but then you've also got him turning into a wolf. Yeah. You've got him turning into a bat. You've got, you know, and, he, and also like a beast. Right. So it's almost like the devil incarnate, you yeah. know. So um, it's, it's, it is scary. For me, I sort of go, wow, one minute he's sort of just kind of creepy and goth-looking old dude. Yeah. But then the next minute he's a savage beast yeah. that's hunting you down, yeah. you know, through a dark forest. And, and that's cool. fucking scary. That is really cool. So Sorry. Dracula, the Netflix yep. miniseries, um, it's very similar to Bram Stoker, the one with Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder yep. I'm talking about. Yep. Um, very similar to that. So the lawyer, he goes to, to yeah. Vlad's uh, castle and all yep. that kind of stuff, and he's there to help him buy a property and all that kind of thing. The thing... So it started off really well. I won't spoil it, but it starts off really well, right, with, with the lawyer. He's in a convent, and he's fucked. Like, he's lost all his hair. He's all scarred and, and blistered and all that kind of stuff. You think, what hmm. the fuck has happened to him? Yeah. And I'll just say one little creepy bit. There's one bit where there's a fly buzzing around, right? And it um, lands on his actual eyeball. Right. And he looks at the... He's talking to the two nuns and he's like, what? And they're just staring because the fly is walking across his eyeball and he doesn't notice it. Okay. And then it goes behind his eye. And you see it like through the white of his eye. You see this dark shadow of the fly. And he's like, what? What's wrong? And And then... You have a bit of a realization at that moment. Yeah, I won't ruin that, no, but no. but it's creepy as fuck, and you go, Jesus. But when you first meet Dracula, yeah, um, I didn't like his voice. He was like, "Hello," like oh. it was really comical, and it was, a, and I was like, "Ah," oh. it sort of changed the tone of the whole show, right? Because you really but, wanted it to be more guttural. But then I realized what they were doing is it's a horror, yeah, but it's got comedy elements in it. Right. But the comedy elements become really cool. Okay. Like, really cool. Like, uh, when he's the, he basically becomes a young Dracula and he's scary as fuck. Like, he... Uh, won't, again, won't try not to ruin it too much, but he goes to this... Um, the, the Covenant... No, where do nuns hang out? Convent. Convent, sorry, yeah. 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 Um, he goes there, but because they haven't invited him in, he's just at the gate. The gates are open, but no one's invited him in. Right. And when he first gets there, he's a dog. And then right. he comes out of the dog, and the way he comes out of the dog is cool. Like, just, he's covered in blood, his eyes are black, and he's like, one minute he's talking all, like, gentlemanly, why don't you just invite me in? And they're like, no, we're not going to invite you in, and we understand that we have to invite you in, but no one's here is going to show any weakness. And he's like, invite me in! Like, he's like, you go, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and so there's lots of moments like that. scared that. me a bit, Luke. I know, I can tell. I saw you jump out of your skin there. Oh, now you've got your arms folded like you like you're covering yeah, I'm your, okay, your heart. Really. I'm okay. <laughs> um, Don't so, me. so it's cool as fuck. Actually, I've only watched the we. I watched it with the wife and the eldest. Mm. 
We, there's three parts. We've only watched the first part, and it's really good. Yeah. I'm really excited to watch it. They were upset. They go, oh, you got podcasts and that. I'm like, yeah, we want to watch you out. And I'm like, yeah, oh, sorry. They were all set to so watch it. So I just blamed you. Oh, okay, but, thanks, um, but yeah, no, so definitely check out all right. Dracula. I think uh, your, your My beloved, beloved yeah. would get in because I know she likes her horror yes. as well. Well, I was I just think, thinking that while you were saying I'm thinking, you know what? I think I could tolerate it, and she'll well, love it. <laughs> d- all I'll say is, now I've told you, yeah, so no. when you first hear his voice, you go, ah, oh, it would have been better, like, you know, Gary Oldman's rendition yeah. of you know, Dracula in yeah. uh, the original one, was brilliant. He was like, oh, yes, well, I like, you know, it was really dark and guttural, <laughs> with but, voices, but elegant like. at the same <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. Whereas this was like, oh, thank you for coming. Like, it was a bit, you know, you go, oh. It stood out in the wrong way. But then it yeah. gets cooler and cooler. So anyway, so definitely check out Dracula. But... Yeah, other vampire movies. Oh, so Blade Two, well, Blade Two. That, that took it to a whole new level, really, didn't it? Look, so. I got. Pro- it's probably fair to say I got a little bit tired of vampires. Um, By that with stage, the whole Twilight or? sort of. Oh, yeah. Did you explosion. ever watch Twilight? I went and saw the first one with my beloved. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. Because I I love her and yeah, uh, I'm supporting her. Away. Yep. No, no, that's not my motivation to go see vampire movies. It's always my motivation. <laughs> I'll cook dinner tonight, babe. And uh, I, I wasn't a fan. I'll do um, the ironing. It's, <laughs> it's fair to say I wasn't a fan. Yeah. Um, I could have told got, you that before you went. Yeah, I knew it before I yeah, went as right. well, but it just merely confirmed Things you it. do, eh? Things you um, do for love. I, I, th- I didn't see any of the others. Good. Um, and apparently they got better. But yeah. I, I caught little glimpses and I was like... Yeah, it's, it's still appallingly bad. I think that'd be like saying Neighbours gets better. You know? Yeah. Like, it's fucked. It's, it's more fucked of from the, the same. start. It's fucked in the middle. Yeah. It'll be fucked when it ends. I don't actually, uh, other than Interview with a Vampire. Great movie. And Blade 1 and 2. Great movies, yeah. Um, what about Lost Boys? Don't tell me you haven't seen Lost Boys. I have seen Lost Boys. Thank Christ. Um, and it was cool. It was very cool. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. But I, I don't put it in the same category. Oh, okay. For me, yeah. I haven't seen it for many years, actually, yeah. so it was one I'd And I'd say the same, too. But um, what's his name? Kiefer Sutherland, as a vampire. Oh, he's, he he's just perfect, looks like he yeah. is a vampire. Yeah. He still does. <laughs> he's, does. Him and his dad, they're just <laughs> fucking vampires, I'm telling you. <laughs> Put a stake through Donald and Kiefer. <laughs> but yeah, um, and Bram Stoker's Dracula was, was very good That's as well. epic. The, it's a long, it's and a long watch, Yeah, but it is very cool. And it's almost... Um, uh, pageant like, like it's all the way it plays out. It's a very costume sort of yeah, theater yeah. piece, isn't it? Uh, yeah. But and the language and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's fucking brilliant, and you know who's in it. One of my favorites, Gary Oldman's one of my favorite actors, yeah. but also one of my favorite musicians, Tom Waits. He plays oh, the creepy, um, the creepy dude that used to be his accountant or whatever, oh, okay. and he eats the bugs. <laughs> you oh, know, right. in the, oh, look, in the I've sun. only ever seen it once. Oh, so okay, I, okay. I need to revisit it. Um, but the little, the little name, the little known Bram Stoker's cousin, which was what was his name? Who wrote eight, that song? Eighteen oh two. Stan Broker. Stan Broker. Yeah, yeah, yeah he wrote Stan that Broker. song. Eighteen oh two. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a beautiful brilliant song. song. Yeah, I think that band Eleven did it. Yeah, that's time. a great yeah. band. Yeah, really, really <laughs> nice band and really nice song. Um, I was going to say another movie, but it's it's actually escaped me again. Vampire movies. Yeah. But I, I forgot. I haven't seen a whole bunch. No. But, I, but and and vampires aren't. Uh, let me stress, they're not my favourite monster. Zombies yeah. will always be my favourite. <laughs> yeah. But they're a close second, I'd say, because they're just yeah. They I like the debonair sort of elegant uh, sort of vibe they've got yeah. going on. But yeah. then nasty as fuck the next second. That that almost like a split personality type thing. Yeah. 
like yep. me. Like I'm nice as punched in the car now, but I'm a homicidal maniac. When are you now, do, Underworld is that just where is that just? Oh, wolves? that was uh, that was that vampires and werewolves yeah, going was, to war. Basically, that's not bad, yeah. but it got a bit too cliche. A yeah, bit too yeah. like oh yeah, like yeah. And what's his name? Bill Nye. Yeah. Nye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he makes a good van. He's another guy that looks like an actual yeah, vampire. Craggy kind of looking fella. Yeah. Yeah. Willie Nelson. He's another one who I could imagine being wow. an actual vampire. Okay. Yeah. Probably time for Rob Zombie to do a vampire movie. I'd <laughs> yeah. Say. Oh, have you seen? Um, talking to Rob Zombie. Have you seen uh, Three from Hell? Nah. I want to see that. That's He's actually been promoting had, it a lot. I it's think, had good so. reviews. Yeah. And it was playing at all the low low sort of key uh, cinemas through Melbourne. Yeah. Um, last year. Uh, yeah, and I'm sorry I missed it, actually. It would have been kind of cool to see that one. I wasn't yeah, a massive fan. You're apologising to me. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Warren. You should have seen it. Um, but actually, uh, speaking of movies and me and you go to see them, a bit of a surprise for you. I'm taking you out this Friday night to see 1917 as a bit of a birthday present from moi. Oh, really? Yeah, already arranged. Oh, really? beloved. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is it? All sorted, son. All sorted. That's okay. the kind of guy I want to put on the podcast so everyone would see how amazing I was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well, that's very kind of you. No, no, it just came to me then. I thought, oh, I may as well tell you. Should but, I yeah. take you to see 1917 this Friday for your birthday as uh, well? No, no, no. <laughs> this, is, this is from me to you. That's uh, very kind, nah. mate. Um, Has that got anything in it? You might want to just stick that in the door. Warren's just handling my balls. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm no, handling just thought... your... Um, Lukewarm fluids. So, yeah. <laughs> so talking of war and such things, yeah, Warren and I, we're going to go see 1917. That does look like it's going to be one that's going to really looks stay with us. Looks yeah. really good, really good. Yeah, we saw an extended trailer when we went to see Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it certainly, it certainly grabs you. Even oh, the does. trailer grabs you. I, I, I like, uh, I've, I've always been, <laughs> it always sounds weird to say I'm a fan of war, but yeah, no. World War Two was always my thing. But then uh, in more recent, well, te- the last 10 years, I've, I've learned a lot more about World War One. And yeah, it is I mean, a convoluted story. It is. Yeah. It is the way it all started. We <laughs> yeah. won't get into that now. No. But I just find it fascinating that they were still using the same old tactics, just line up and run at each other. It, you know, it, like I think it was something that barbaric. Uh, yeah, it became quite apparent. Yeah. Uh, at the end, that they were just getting it all wrong. They okay, go, <laughs> hang on a minute. Yeah. You can't use brand new modern weaponry and march everyone very In slowly an old school tactic towards yeah. the enemy. Fucking hell. Anyway, so yeah, we'll go see that. But uh, so we don't have any post-apocalyptic saga for you guys uh, this week because obviously, end of last year, the last episode, we um, we finished that off. We did, but um, we mentioned it a couple of episodes ago that we've got because we had so much fun um, doing the post-apocalyptic saga. We thought we'd do another story for this year, or maybe even two for this year. Um, and we've got a few ideas, so all we might do is run through those ideas now, yep, yep. and then maybe the good people at home might want to vote or, or send cool. us a message and say what you think we could do or, say, or choose one of ours that we've sort of come up with. Um, now, the first one is probably probably the more obvious one that I feel that we shouldn't do straight away, yep. but I would like to do it at some point, yep. which is post-apoc 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what... Just to explain what, yeah, the, the grounding... Well, you go. You, you tell them what we were thinking. Well, we were saying it should definitely put some time between the events of our first and just ended saga. And I think, and I think significant time. Yeah, so, I mean, we're talking more than... 20 years probably more than 10 to 20 yeah, years yeah I was thinking between 50 and 100 okay. years so right. I, let's then, say 50 plus then but then I kind of thought it would be cool to find out what happens to Luke and, well, that's, uh, Luke and Glenn yes um, and that's kind of why I was trying to keep it maybe within yeah, 50 yeah okay. just to, but okay. right at the end of it yeah so okay. you can sort of um, 
you know, I guess you get a feel for the events that have taken place. And the so, world is, a, we've already um, sort of nutted it out a little bit, that the world will be a very different place. Yes. Well, be very much like Mad Max. So yeah. very, very sandy. Or we've already worked I quite out. like the Arctic idea. Like yeah. everything is just snow. Yeah. Everything is just, instead of being desert, everything is just snow well, and glaciers. I, and, I don't want to use it as, a, as an entertainment tool at the moment, but I guess going with the theme, you know, it's like everything is being scorched, yeah. but then frozen. Frozen. So it's yeah. like everything's dead and black. Yeah. But there's almost like yeah, it's black then ice. gone. Black yeah, ice. it's then frozen itself. Yeah, post-apocalyptic. Well. What a violent-looking landscape black that ice. would be. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, that, that's the name of the second yeah. saga. Post-apocalyptic too. Black ice. <laughs> so, so that's kind of what, and yeah, it would still be most likely within the same geographical area. Yeah. But yeah, the the events and the people. And I guess, well, pretty much the whole shape of the society. Well, we had some. We won't give it all away, but we had some ideas about the the eight the eight sacks from Patty, uh, not Patty, (laughs) from Pappy. Pappy. Um, I've obviously started to hatch at the end of the first one. So, what have they become? Have they become some sort of ethereal thing, or have they become the ultimate mutant, or have they become nasty little bitches? Yeah, and and what happened to the the remainder of the Rise uh, organization? First of all, the Commandant, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Uh, But also the mutants themselves, the people that, that were left at Dargo. Yep. And um, became, I guess, a community sharing uh, humans and what happened to the, the, the little area? girl that had some some symbiotic sort of relationship That's with Keith? Exactly. You know, what happened to her? So there's a lot so, of questions that we raised, yeah. and we didn't really answer any of them. Much like Rise of the Snake. <laughs> <laughs> but. We weren't, we weren't announcing that we were closing the whole saga. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, <laughs> we left them guessing at the end. Yeah. So there's that idea. There is that. Then we had we, uh, Warren a long time ago. Was it year 10 you wrote it? Uh, year 12, actually. Year 12. Yeah. Year 12, um, so 1996. Yeah. Uh, Warren wrote uh, a story called, was it The Lost Soul yeah, or just Lost Soul? It was Soul? called The Lost Soul. At the the Lost Soul. Yeah. And I remember reading it. I remember um, being absorbed straight into it. It's... My thinking was that it was very Event Horizon, yeah, but very different at the same time. Oh, well, very, I hadn't seen Event Horizon. At well, there stage. you go; that yeah. hadn't even come out. So, so Event Horizon stole your idea. Exactly. But maybe I think you should step. That's through. happened many times. <laughs> I think you should talk them through because it's yours. It's, well, well, it's your story, but I, I think together we've expanded it. You know. Well, look, it, it was totally different to what we ended up discussing. Yeah. So the the original short story was uh, there's a man doing uh, some kind of prison sentence on a, a rubbish collection ship in the outer reaches of the, the galaxy or the solar system basically goes around the outskirts picking up space junk and uh, it's just in this huge cavernous ship so the living quarters and everything take up very very small amount of it there's big gantries down either side of this huge open void in the middle um, and then mysteriously and almost inexplicably picks up uh, a space hulk and brings it inside this ship and there's a portal which turns out to be from hell yeah that's kind of cool that you came up with that and then event because you're right event horizon came out in 1997 yeah and you I, wrote your one in 96 exactly that's uncanny it is uncanny but wow. anyway and uh yeah so these creatures came through and he fought them with a actually funnily enough with a rivet gun that was that's much cool. like the one in event well, horizon well the thing is though so we we've so that story is brilliant but it's um, very 
personalised to one character, I suppose, Very. which is kind of cool. But we expanded it to be a crew yes. on board this on a similar type of ship, where yep. the, where the, the 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 bridge and the 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 galley and the living quarters are all quite compact and small. Yes. But then you've got this massive. It's like two giant warehouses stuck together yeah. almost, just sucking up and collecting all these space hulks. And then we collect one piece of uh, broken but it's also, down. It's also a prison ship. Prison ship, that's right. Yeah. And we all we, we end up collecting one uh, broken down piece of spaceship. Yeah. And it, we you see a little blip has some life force on it. So yeah. they go down, the, 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 the characters go down, check it out, and they just find the very strange, skinny, scarred... Tattooed man, remember? Yeah. And we won't go any more further than that. No, but, we won't go any more. But it becomes about that and yeah. what this man is and who he is and um, why he is, and everything kind of unravels from there. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's another one that we've talked about. Yep. Uh, another one, which was a, another short story that we wrote, and we wrote together, together. Yeah. originally as a as a present for Keith. Um, we just call it. Was it's called Hatek. Now, if you think about Keith backwards and just put a little accent after the H, yeah, <laughs> that's what you have. Hatek, so. Hatek, and it's a great barbarian name. Yeah, it is actually. Um, and it was just a story where the protagonist doesn't speak at all. Yeah. Um, it's it is very much like a Conan kind of story. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Where um, he loses his family and then he's. I think he roams the wilds yeah. for many years. On no particular mission. He's, no, just, no. he's just living out his he days, surviving. He yeah. He's really a scavenger and a hunter. Yeah. Um, and he's yeah, just sort of figured things out for himself. So he's very savage and, and uncivilised. Um, and I think the first one was a bit more straightforward. It was. He comes across the situation and then he fights everyone and, and it's ultimately like, wins. When I'm thinking about it now, you know how they say... Like say Fury Road, yes. That Max is really just the passenger, yeah. In a story, well, that's yeah. Hatek. That's Hatek Hatek. was basically he just got caught up in this little adventure, yep. sorted shit out, and then you know, and then yeah, and that was the kind of it, and that's it. <laughs> um, now the but second was, one yeah, was, was the one where one, yeah. I think it started to be become a little bit more fleshed out, and, yeah. And that's I think what we were thinking about using as a, a bit of a blueprint I think that for could a definitely new saga. be in it yeah, that, um, that, yeah and there's many ways to tie that into different ideas so everything. so quite different so the, you've got the post-apocalyptic so break it down yeah, we've got the yeah. post-apocalyptic 2 yes we've got the this very sci-fi, yep, sci-fi. Uh, up in space in the middle of like dead space um, sort of alien not aliens but you know that very science fiction type um, yeah. horror I suppose yeah, yeah it is it kind of is sci-fi thriller horror. psychological thriller yep um, you've got uh, the fantasy the, the barbaric barbaric yeah, sort swords of and, and maybe not sorcery but yeah swords yeah, and sandals so, oh a bit of sorcery yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, very saucy um, and then the last one we've got yeah. is a complete turnaround completely there's, different there's two from everything more. else oh two more there's two more Oh shit! Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Let's do the one starting with A then first, okay. and then we'll do the Ray one. So this this is a very loose idea that I just threw at Luke, which I like. Uh, I do the like other it. day, and we haven't really fleshed it out at all. I just like the concept. Essentially, this would be, uh, I guess, kind of like a mystery, but also with some horrific elements to it. Um, and we just wake up opposite each other uh, in straight jackets or some kind of suspended uh, bed or. I don't know, mount, and we're facing each other. Straight and we're jackets some, on meat hooks. 
Yeah, some kind of <laughs> fucked up concrete cell. Yeah. Um, and it turns out to be some sort of twisted, fucked up asylum. Yeah. And a bit hostel. A bit hostel. A bit hostel, yeah, and, and it kind of unfolds from there. So yeah, I, like I that. think it's a bit of a psychological mess up. Yeah. But it's also us trying to work out what the fuck's happened. Yeah, and it could be a quite a twist in that one. I it, imagine. I think so. Yeah. yeah and and that's I think cool. that that's one where. Uh, yes, we do like to talk and keep it organic, but I think we'll have to do a little bit of uh, thinking around <laughs> some of the things as yeah, we yeah, for sure. work through it. For sure. um, so that was another one. And then there's the Yeah, last and then the one. last one, um, which is uh, Warren and I have been developing these characters for many years. Because <laughs> we're um, insane. Yeah, because yeah. we're, we're slightly unhinged yeah. <laughs> and we find, we find funny sides to the most ridiculous things. Um, so what it is, is basically, I think we might have mentioned it loosely once before, but we have this character called Ray Gallagher, who is a very... Um, what would you call him? Like, sort of a, just a nobody. Like a nobody. Like a, just yeah. a guy you pass in the street without a second thought. Yeah, he um, is the, the quintessential nobody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Um, and it's just about his life. It's about, It sounds really boring and dull, but yeah. we, we actually think it would be quite funny to, to unfold his story for you. Um, I uh, think it very can. Very loosely, he, he lives his life... Um, rebuilding and and <laughs> fixing old TV sets that no one really wants anymore. No, no. So it's the old wooden ones, you know, uh, sort of the classic sort of design ones that didn't have remote controls. That's his thing. That's yep. his big thing. That's what he loves. Um, he split up from his wife, who um, he what was it? What's the word? Infertile? Is that what he is? No. Uh, yeah, well, he's, he's probably impotent. Yeah, <laughs> so he couldn't give her a baby, no. so that got, caused quite a riff. Yeah. So she ended up leaving and marrying this guy called Brett, was yeah. it? And she had eight kids with Brett, but this lady still likes to call Ray and every year for his every birthday. year for his birthday and say, "So how are you, Ray?" And then go on, hardly even let him answer, and then go on to tell him about how wonderful her life is with this with this Brett character. With Brett, yeah. But then Ray gets into very very meek and mild and boring adventures that yeah. can be quite comical. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so if that grabs your I fancy, I think he's a bit like uh, Hatek, where he's just a passenger. He's like a. We look through in his, his vacationer eyes. that he drives. Yeah, Remember that's that one? yeah, that's olden <laughs> vacationer. Uh, the great thing is with that, we can show so many of these mediocre things as pictures on Twitter. And that's true. That's Instagram true. And, yeah. and just people go, oh, okay, yeah, wow, right, that's, that doesn't interest me. That's at amazing. All. So just think the most boring and plainest type thing ever. Um, and that's Ray, and but we see there's the little things like like he starts trying to date this woman who basically just wants him to drive her around to the to the lawn bowls and and, yeah. and her little you know get-togethers with her friends, <laughs> and he has a dog. I can't remember. It was a dog's name. Da- oh, Princess. No, it was Mister. No, it was Mister Something. I'm sure it was Mister Something. <laughs> yeah, like Mister Bojangles. I think it was like something like her name is like Maureen. Yeah, and or Audrey or something. Audrey. Yeah. And the dog was called like Mister. Topsicles, or I don't know, something. <laughs> yeah. And, and he hates Ray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's always trying to... He fucking hates him. <laughs> he's always trying to savage Ray. Ray's always but, trying to give it a treat or a yeah. pat. And he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> fucking hates him. Constantly. So we find and it yeah, And Audrey's always having to go at Ray about it. Yeah. Like, Ray, what are you doing to him? 
I've told you, don't handle him, all right? He doesn't like So we think that would be a great way of showing some of our I ridiculous little... feel like the dog's little... called Mr. Fitzsimmons or yes. something. <laughs> yeah. really strange. But we think that would be a great way to show our uh, diversity as far as comedy and uh, some of our characters. We can do the voices and all that kind of stuff. So that's, uh, yeah, another idea we've got. So, yeah, so there's a few ideas. So um, let us know uh, what you guys think. You can email us, theflyonthewallpodcast11 at gmail.com. And, yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah. All right, that's pretty much it for – you got anything else? No, no, that is everything, mate. All right, that's it for uh, episode. It's feeling of not having the saga to kind of pin it down, but it's been good to talk about the options. So it's good. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, if we can try and narrow it down for either next week or the week after or whatever, you know, um, yeah. that would be good. We can kick off again. We'll kick off again. Look um, forward to it. Yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. We look forward to 2020, and we look forward to having you guys along for the ride. Take care. Take care. Have a good one. Uh-huh.